You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network as we bring you a very special episode for you today. Very excited that we can get right back into covering where we started from the season of US Survivor that is about to start, season 35. Heroes, hustlers, and healers, and I don't know if I've got that in the right order. It's actually heroes, healers, and hustlers, and I like to call it healers, hustlers, and hipsters, and I don't give a <laughs> shit. It's a weird name for a season. We're going to get it wrong. But my point is, we're back to what we cover best, clearly, because we kind of get the name of the season right. That is US Survivor. Uh, it's our roots. Uh, we're very excited to be back here to look forward to this 35th season of Survivor. Absolutely crazy to think that we are this deep into the show that we love and we uh we've got a lot to talk about we're going to go through this entire cast and we're going to see what we think is going to happen this time around and joining me first of all i will say a very very special guest for the very first time in the history of this program be it survivor oz or the oz network we actually have a former contestant joining us for a u.s season preview given our history on uh cast assessments and preview episodes and generally what can happen in these we thought it was best to have a referee here in some aspects have somebody who can pull us into line shall we say anything inappropriate and what better way to do that than with the herpes of survivor mr billy garcia from survivor cook islands billy welcome back to the oz network Oh, it's great to be back. Uh, with an introduction like that, how could I not come back? <laughs> I, I really hope that you do get, like, with your, you know, if you go back to wrestling or when you go on stage performing with Forsaken, that that is how you are introduced. Ladies and gentlemen, the herpes of Forsaken, the herpes of wrestling, Billy Garcia. Oh, well, uh, in the heavy metal side, I could tell you that it'll probably empty the place out. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a lot of women in the front going, you Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the rock star life, the rock star life. And can I just take this opportunity, uh, which I haven't done already in this episode, to say, hashtag bring back Billy. Um, and also <laughs> joining us to keep me into line, it's Canada's number one survivor expert. I do, of course, speak of Mr. Colin Hilding. Colin, I don't usually introduce you on the Oz Network, but hey, we're reverting back to old ways. Welcome. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I took that crown from Mertz, I think, um, the <laughs> new Canadian King of Survivor. <laughs> but I am a little bit under the weather and in desperate need of a healer or uh, a hustler that can pass as one, so forgive me if I'm not quite as uh, talkative as Ben is and Billy is. Oh, well, you know, we never talk as Billy. I mean, Billy, you know, he's, he's so ready to go that, I mean, he, I'm just looking at him here. He's got his microphone, his Cook Islands backdrop. I mean, he's more set up than I am. I mean, it's just, I feel slightly envious of your set up there, Billy. It's looking good. Yeah, yeah. You know what, though? Uh, uh, now that I thought about it, I, I, I should have had like a special logo made just for this, a Survivor Triple H. Because I'm not going to say that whole title. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna condense it. Survivor Triple H and and, and Survivor could just pay the royalties to the WWE. I don't care. So, so it could, could it be Survivor Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Can we just call it that? Uh, <laughs> it, it, it rolls off the tongue a little better than heroes, hustlers. <laughs> yeah, it does. I have, I have to so, say, so, so hashtag Survivor Triple H. Yes, that'll yeah. be our uh, that'll be our hashtag. That's where we're going. That is definitely where we're going. Um, I have to say that 
I think this is the worst title for a season uh, in the history of Survivor. <laughs> I'm just trying to start off negatively because I actually have a lot of positive things to say about this cast. I quite like this cast. Um, but, I mean, I was in the audience for the Game Changers finale, and as soon as they announced that title, I was not the only one who let out a very audible, ha, <laughs> when they announced the title uh, in that crowd in Los Angeles. Um, Billy, this is a random question to start you off with. Is this the worst title in the history of Survivor? It's the only one that ever made me spit up my beer. <laughs> I just... <laughs> So, so, so you weren't like that with like game changes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I was like, I was like, heroes and what and what. <laughs> well, now with Hustler, the first thing that popped into my mind was the magazine. So I was completely off. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad your mind is similar to mine again, there, Billy. That we go that direction. Um, Colin, Colin. I mean, I know we're. Being, I think it was Blood vs Water, and you just mentioned to be off fair that you were on that preview episode. But I'm pretty sure we we ripped shit into the name of that season on on that one. Oh, and I mean, how God, far what, what, we've come. I know, right? <laughs> Let's bring back Blood vs Water. That was genius compared to this one, wasn't it? <laughs> like the only thing that could have made this worse is healers versus hustlers versus heroes versus no callers. Like I can't imagine any of the titles that could top this. I think they should have just gone with heroes versus villains versus hustlers versus fans versus favorites versus blood versus water versus <laughs> just brains just... versus brawn versus beauty <laughs> versus <laughs> Billy Garcia. <laughs> yeah, there you yes. go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it should be like like we should put like. Me versus like the singing survivor Wanda, and it would just be Billy versus Wanda, and it'd be totally <laughs> random, but it'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, that is a season that we didn't know we wanted until about 30 seconds ago. <laughs> we are survivors. Oh, I can't remember the name of that song. Um, but yeah, we obviously, besides the, the season title, as I said, I'm actually quite excited for this season. I think this cast looks quite good, and we're obviously going to go through uh, each of the 18 castaways, have a little bit of a look in terms of of uh, what we feel they uh, will do, how they will finish. We've got a lot of doppelgangers this season, as I think we've uh, discovered off-air. Um, and, of course, also, just briefly, we'll go through a few little bit of uh, the, the changes and everything that's going to happen and uh, hopefully come out of this with a feeling of uh, good, really. Uh, and we also have some listener questions, at which we have time we'll also get to. Unlike our Australian Survivor preview with Andrew Torrens, where I had a lot of listener questions and decided to completely ignore them. I actually forgot to ask them, to be honest. Uh, hopefully we won't have that little problem for everyone here at the uh, end of this episode. But I'll start off by saying, as we said, uh, it's called Heroes... Healers, Hustlers, Triple H. Um, this uh, still nothing really on the location. We're still in Fiji. Uh, interesting that Jeff Probst recently actually came out and said that he hopes to perhaps just film in Fiji forever now. Um, so there goes any hopes of any uh, different locations in the future. But, uh, I mean, the big change, obviously, we're back to three tribes. Uh, we have a tribe called, um, I'm going to butcher these already, the Blue Tribe, Levu, uh, is a hero's tribe consisting of players who serve their duties heroically and courageously. The Soku, Soko, the Seiku tribe, uh, <laughs> just uh, back yeah. to Billy season, uh, which is like a yellow sort of gold okay. colour. <laughs> Did we like that, the Seiku <laughs> tribe? That works, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, that, that that works. Uh, uh, I, I already got our, the the leave you tribe is already like something that you would pretty much say like they're going to tribal council because leave you 
now. You've been voted out. <laughs> well, look, that's actually that's that's very good. Although I actually think we could we could have a bit of a role here in terms of that. Each of these tribes almost does sound like a former contestant name. So instead of Levu, we've got the Leaf Tribe. The uh, Soku Tribe can be the Seku Tribe, and the Yawu Yawa Tribe can be the Yule Tribe. So um, we've got Leaf <laughs> Leaf versus Seku versus Yule. Another season that you didn't know you wanted until I just mentioned it. <laughs> Who would win? Yeah. I, I'd predict Leaf would win that. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. Well, you know, I, I've been I've been a long time a uh, a person that's been put, pushing for a Leaf versus Scott <laughs> uh, season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who, who would get so I'm box totally that for season. bringing Leaf back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Has, hashtag bring back leaf. Um, yes. <laughs> there with hashtag bring back really. Uh, Soku is a healer's tribe consisting of players who serve others by helping them heal physically or emotionally. And the Yawa tribe, um, isn't there like a, there's a, there is um, a, a gas station in America called Wawa. I'm thinking Yawa. I'm confused here. Uh, the, the Hustlers tribe, <laughs> consisting of players who are praised for their work ethic and who will stop at nothing to achieve their goals. So essentially we have white collar, blue collar, no collar once again. Yeah. Um, they've just called it something different. Um, and also I'll just quickly touch on the, I guess, the main twist this season. Um, hidden immunity idols this season, there will be uh, clues for regular idols will be etched on a tree. Uh, I don't know how that's going to work. Um, and in addition to regular idols, before the marooning, a super idol, which can be used once a castaway receives enough votes to be voted out at tribal council rather than before the votes are read, will be planted beneath the supplies. And unlike in Panama, Cook Islands, Cagayan and Koh Rong, the idol can only be used during the first tribal council. If the finder's tribe wins a first immunity challenge, that player will somehow have to sneak the idol to the losing tribe. That sounds quite interesting. Um, return of tiebreaker rules, so we won't go straight to rock draw, which they introduced uh, there on Game Changers, so the revote will be brought back in. And I think the big one here, and we're going to talk about all these together um, in just a moment. Um, obviously, the uh, sort of open forum uh, tribal council will return, but um, the new twist here for Final Four... Uh, which is a, which is a big one. Uh, so basically, the person who wins the final four immunity will not only guarantee their spot at that final tribal council. So they've all but confirmed that we will have a final three this season. Um, that person then gets to choose another person to join them, leaving the two remaining contestants at the final four to battle it out for a fire building mm-hmm. challenge, a la Worlds Apart to essentially make it to the end and who will then get to the tribal council. So big twist there. That's, to me, the biggest one out of all of these ones, although that uh, Super Idol one's pretty big as well. I'll start with our former Survivor player here, Billy. Uh, What do you think of these twists? I mean, not as big as some of the ones we've had going into a season, but still, I think, uh, some pretty interesting ones there. Yeah, the one that gets my goat is the the clue etched into a tree. So, (laughs) So, like, basically... I, once I see the clue, I need to memorize it, and then I need to the the basically uh uh de- defame or or, or or change the uh the uh the carving on on the tree, and maybe put like <laughs> like Billy loves Candace or some bull like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> you did that already. <laughs> yeah, just so people don't know that that's a clue, or you know that's a clue to an <laughs> idol. So it's 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 crazy that I. 
Uh, you basically the the clue is there for everybody to see. But I personally like I would I would uh find the clue and then, I mean find the idol and then once I find the idol like I have to destroy the clue. I don't have a choice. Either that or create a fake idol. Mm. And then check check on it every so often, and every time somebody finds a fake idol, make another fake idol and hide that one. <laughs> <laughs> or unless there was a, there was a every- bunch of forest fires in Fiji during the filming, there's people just burning down trees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then some random hacking. People are here some hacking in a forest. Why is Billy trying to chop down a tree? Just pick up the firewood, Billy. <laughs> Timber. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, what do you what do you think of the the final four twist? Because I think this was one that sort of was leaked uh, a couple of months ago and sort of had a, a lot of Survivor fans talking. I mean, it definitely is an interesting one. Well, uh, the fire making challenge uh, at the ver- at the very end, I, I I think they're trying to Survivor is trying to find a way to not have the the best player be fourth place time and time again. Mm. I think they're kind of tired of that. Um, but still, like you could still like the best player doesn't necessarily mean he's the best fire maker. So you could still get him out. So yeah, like I, if it was Sari, like I just wouldn't believe Sari would win a fire making challenge. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I, I I think Sari could do everything because she's Sari. I don't know where I was going with that. Um, <laughs> Colin, what's your take on these twists? <laughs> Uh, well, with the fire one, I mean, I hadn't even thought about what Billy said there that, you know, it, it guarantees, I guess, not even guarantees, but it gives a much better chance to that fourth place finisher, the third place finisher. So I really like that. But like, how do you know you're going to get any drama out of fire building challenge? Like, If this ends up like Becky and Sundra, you oh. know, how, how bad of a finale is this going to be? Like, are they going to end up giving the mechanic gasoline just to get it going? Like, we don't know how good this is going to be. It could be a disaster. They'll just hand him a microwave. Here! <laughs> microwave. Here's some metal. Throw it in. Whoever blows it up first wins. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, thought... the, uh, Sorry, I was going, just going to say with the, uh, the the clue in the tree, I, I don't know if this was a real picture or not, but I did see uh, a picture of you know what this is supposed to be. And it is clearly a clue. Like it, it doesn't look discreet at all. Like it is very obvious. You walk by what this is, instructions, just like you'd see any other clue, you know, but I think it does raise an interesting idea that if somebody does find this, like Billy said, you know, you're going to have to take all the bark off that tree or turn it into firewood, <laughs> but then anybody can go out there and just carve something into a tree. I mean, it's like True. the fake immunity idols all over again. You're just going to go around writing, you know, uh, dig under, you know, the rock 46 kilometers <laughs> that way, and then just, you know, hope you never see your competition again. That's a very good no, point. No, no, I would, I would totally, I would totally pull an Aussie stick move and like just carve <laughs> like, like it's in so and so's bag underneath yeah. the underwear. <laughs> <laughs> the immunity idol is so and so bra top. <laughs> I like to play the idol, Jeff. <laughs> it's just a fucking stick. Uh, <laughs> I'm liking these ideas we're coming up with today. I hope the producers of Survivor are listening to this. <laughs> oh, they know they know I'm a sick bastard, so they know not to listen to me. <laughs> Hashtag bring back Billy. Uh, we've got a couple of yeah. references already. Um, but yeah, so we're going to go through the uh, the castaways here. There's 18, obviously three tribes. Um, and I mean, look, I, I think we've kind of gone over a lot in previous episodes, particularly in Survivor Oz, about our whole thoughts on the three tribe format. I mean, I've, I've always been a fan of the three tribe format. Uh, uh, sadly, though, I think we're at the point, though, where we're sort of 
done it a little bit too much recently. Um, that's just kind of my thought process on it. But, I mean, I, I hope that... I mean, I've always an advocate for three tribe seasons if they can remain even and we can just keep having, like, tribe after tribe. Like, you know, each of them have a win in the first three episodes and really keep it even. To to keep it at three tribes, uh, you know, as deep as we can go. Billy, you're obviously from a four-tribe season, something that we haven't seen uh, since your season. Uh, I mean, are, are you uh, a fan of this three-tribe, sort of the more-than-two-tribe format? Three tribes I'm okay with because you have three men and three women and that extra player. You know, There's a lot that could happen. Four tribes with five players I'm not a fan at because you could get, like with Sekou, you can have the women all gang up on a guy. Or you can have, uh, uh, you know, like a, a geographic thing like what happened with me. Like too many people from, from one part of the, the United States and then, you know, um, with, with the, the bigger the tribe, the less that these sort of things play a factor. Um but having said that, having said that, um, I do think that for this season, you're not going to get your wish. Like, I, I see I, I see one tribe just dominating the hell out of this three-tribe format. So I don't see it lasting for too long. Mm. I see them having to scramble the tribes up. Yeah, I kind of think I agree with that. Uh, Colin, I mean, do you have anything to add sort of on the three-tribe split? Well, I mean, I, I kind of prefer when they switch it up, you know, do three-tribe season, go back to two uh, the issue they are running into, and I think the reason why we're getting a lot of these three tribes, you know, it's not just so they can have some, you know, terrible title to associate it with, with versus, <laughs> versus, versus, but when they have the two tribes, there's so many people on that one tribe that it always ends up being for those first few votes, like a massive majority and having six people as opposed to eight or 10, there's not as much of a chance for a majority, you know, even the, the person who's on the uh, very bottoms likely to find at least one ally and then they may have a third person they think okay well maybe we have them on our side so uh, it's going to make for it to be more interesting for the first few episodes but like past seasons i think they're going to want to mix them up into two tribes pretty quickly i think uh well, yeah. one thing australian fans are probably going to have to get used to is the fact that we just literally had a season where our first tribal council had 12 castaways at it with two tribes of 12 so we've literally half the size of our um first tribal council going into it so I- I will say this, though. I think we're seeing the three-tribe format because it's 18 players and 35 seasons in. It's it's Even though it's just a two-player difference, it makes a difference as far as the casting. That's two less players that they have to find and, mm-hmm. and dig, dig up. So I think that, in my opinion, I think that's why we're seeing three tribes more often now at this stage of Survivor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I think it, it has to do with getting 18 players that are good for survivors easier than getting 20 players that are good for survivor. You know what I found really interesting about that was the fact that um, in one of the preview little clips I watched for, I think it was like Entertainment Tonight Canada, and Jeff Probst gets there and says that they don't come up with the season format until like they look at their cast. They've got them all in front of them, and then they find out, oh, this person's like a hero, This and then they come up with the idea, which, I mean, I know he's kind of said in the past for like Brains, Brawns, and Beauty, and White Collar, No Collar, um, Blue Collar, whatever the fuck that was. But like, it's, it's, it, seems, it seems interesting to me that that's the idea, because I, I would think it would be easier to kind of do the opposite and say, we're going to have this season and maybe look through our cast members. I mean, Colin, do you believe Jeff when he says that? I mean, I'm not trying to discredit Jeff Proch to you, but it's just, it just seems to be that every season he tries to say that, particularly like last season with the game changes, which we legitimately know the reason why it was called that was because it was initially meant yeah. to be like a, you know, a winners versus a pretenders season, but half the winners that they wanted 
basically pulled out. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I necessarily believe Jeff's logic there. No, and it, it's even harder to believe when I read another interview with him today where he was talking about these tribes and he's like, yeah, we're looking at all the people we have and it was clear we had these heroes. And then he mentioned that Hustlers was an easy one for them to come up with and the Healers was the one we're like, well, what do we call the other one? I'm like, In what world is Hustlers easier to come up with than Healers? You know, it just it seems pretty far-fetched to me that they immediately looked at this as, oh, that's clearly a Hustler. <laughs> there, are no, there are no color, sort of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I love Jeff and all, but, you know, he, he's kind of in the position to, to have to be a used car salesman. Like, like, yeah, this is this is the brand we always like to carry at our car lot because this, this you know, it, yeah. it lasts longer and you get more mileage out of it. Meanwhile, that's just what they had. Yeah. <laughs> and generally, when he talks yeah. up a season quite highly, it's generally pretty shit. Uh, <laughs> that's generally the Jeff Probst way. Although I really like, I mean, he's talked this up a little bit, but this isn't like Caramoan levels of oh my god, this season is amazing where it really wasn't so um i don't know that's why i kind of i'm a little bit uh you know excited for this one in terms of jeff really hasn't oversold it and also i think we've got a pretty good cast here and we're going to get into that cast right now we're going to start off uh with the blue tribe the leaf tribe otherwise known as uh levu <laughs> this is the heroes tribe uh i don't see any candace on this one so for the first time ever i'm glad to say that uh candace is not back and on uh, questionable choice in the heroes tribe um, so that's, uh, that's a positive there. Uh, let's start off with Alan Ball. Uh, he is a 31 year old former NFL player from Detroit, Michigan. Um, now just a few things here quickly on his profile, which of course you can read all these profiles via cbs.com, uh, survivor wiki, plenty of places online. You can read these if we don't go into as much detail. Uh, so we played for a bunch of, uh, NFL teams. I think at least three or four different, uh, teams there. Um, he says three words to describe him is intelligent, athletic, and clever. Uh, his, uh, inspiration in his life is his parents. Um, and he's, if he could have three things on the island, I always love reading these. Particularly, we've got a couple this season who really like their sauces. Um, now, uh, Alan <laughs> wants hot sauce because it makes everything better. A picture of his wife because sometimes just looking at her changes my mood. I'm guessing she's quite hot then. Uh, and baby wipes, which is a bit interesting that that follows the picture of his wife. So, um, should have gonna... followed the hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly his wife is, yeah, I'm not going to touch that one. Uh, we have a bad habit of talking about uh, players' wives in previous seasons. Um, now, I I always like to, the other ones I always like to read here too is uh, when they say the survivor contestant they're most like, because you either fall into one of three categories. You will have the, no one else is like me, the, oh, Parvati's and Boston Robs, and the, oh, we'll actually have someone co- quite obscure. Clearly you do watch Survivor. So uh, Alan falls into the category of, there's no one else like me. Because um, he has said, I honestly don't think you'll see gameplay like mine. One of the only things I have in common with other people on past seasons is there was a winner. Uh- <laughs> I don't understand what that means. Like, can you interpret that? He has in common that there was a winner? Um, I think he just hasn't watched the show. He's been semi-recruited and he knows that Survivor has winners. Uh- <laughs> That's where I get that from. <laughs> Uh, I like Alan. I, I think he seems like a cool guy, and I, I'm definitely uh, looking forward to seeing how he goes. Uh, I've just um, I've written here that I don't know if he'll go far. I've written pre-merge. I'll just get my opinions out of the way, because I'm going to shit about mine. We're here to hear, hear Billy's and Collins. Start with you, Billy. What's your take on Alan? I think he's going to benefit 
from a the tribe that he's on, which is ridiculously strong and uh, unfairly strong in my opinion, and b that uh, he's got other athletes on his uh, on his tribe, and it, they'll just bring him along. He he doesn't have to know Survivor; he just has to be loyal to the other people on his tribe that do know Survivor. Colin, the most interesting thing about him is that he. It, it, well, A, in his profile, it says he was a seventh round draft pick, which I mean is pretty far down. And even in his video, you know, he played for the NFL for nine years, tons of these big teams. And he even says, you know, I'm not much of a celebrity. So mm. it's not like he's going to be out there like the alpha male, you know, the uh, John Rocker or the Brad Culpepper. Uh, he can go under the radar. And he also just he comes across as very humble. So I do agree with what Billy says. You know, you, you have a lot of competition in that tribe. Uh, he just he seemed very like level headed to me and not somebody that would uh, lose his temper, even though he kind of talks in his video about, you know, uh, he, he t- talks quite a bit about how he can get cranky when he's hungry. So <laughs> there's probably going to be some fun there, you know, by about day four, day five. I do like yeah. that line when he says about, I love my wife, but even I hate my wife when I'm hungry. <laughs> like, yeah. It's kind of a funny line. Yeah, he's played for five different teams. He played for the Cowboys, the Texans, the Jaguars, the Bears, and the Cardinals. So to me, it's kind of like um, when Cliff came in. Cliff was like a real journeyman, wasn't he, of the NBA? So he seems to be like a real journeyman of the uh, the NFL. And yeah, I liked his line when he said, I, I'm, you know, unless you go for the teams that I played for, you won't know who I was. But then there was a another player who did reference the Dallas Cowboys. So I wonder if we're going to have sort of a Danny Gary situation here. You know, was it Mm. Lindsay who recognized Cliff? You know, that we've got at least one player out there who is going to understand who this guy is. So, um, yeah, look, I've written here that I think he'll be pre-merged. Billy, just a rough idea, not an exact science here, but uh, how how do you think uh, Alan will go? I think if he if he aligns himself with Ashley and Katrina, he's gonna go, he's gonna go deep into the game. He's gonna because he doesn't have to be like I said, he doesn't have to be the the brains of his alliance. He's there to be the brawn of his alliance. So uh, yeah, so long as he gets together with with that former Olympian who's another big athlete, that's got to be a bond. And she's a swimmer, and there's another swimmer on there with the lifeguard that. You know that sort of three degrees of separation is enough to get them to get them deep into the game. So I expect I expect jury or or maybe even final three, depending how things fall. Wow, big big uh, big ideas here for uh, for Alan. Uh, Colin, where, where do you sit? Uh, I'm kind of in the middle between you two. I I think he's definitely going post merge, and uh, the one thing that makes me think that he's not going to go like all the way to the end is that he he just strikes me as the kind of guy who's probably very smart. You know, he's uh, like I said, level headed. But I see him as like the fourth man in an alliance that's going to be, you know, one of the first ones targeted, maybe because he is, as you get closer to the end, a physical threat. If he surrounds himself with the right people, he could definitely go further. But I don't necessarily know if I see like the killer instinct in him that some other people on this season have. No, no. But I do think I do think that you said fourth man in the alliance. I think third man in the alliance, which is good for final three. Mm. But but I think you and I see a lot of the same things, though. I just see him, a little, you know, since these tribes are so small. Being the third man in the alliance, that's her, you know, it's it, out of six. If it was a 10-man tribe, I could see him being lower on the totem pole. But in a six-man tribe, he's going to be, you know, third person in the alliance. Because there's really not a whole lot to, p- to pick from. You know, uh, once you're the fourth person on the alliance, then you don't need anybody more in your alliance than a six-person tribe. <laughs> you don't. Putting us to shame. Ben, you realize basically yeah. what he's saying there is on this podcast, you're the third man in the alliance. So get well, out. Well, basically, because I mean, I mean, you two have basically just 
given you reasons why, and I've just said, yeah, pre-merge. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I basically, basically on that, I, I think that, uh, like, I think Billy, kind of as you're alluding to there, I think this tribe will win a lot. So I kind of think yeah. that it, it won't necessarily be one that will go to tribal early. Although, having said that, I actually have said the first boot will be from this tribe, but we'll get to that. Um, but I just, I just feel this is a, a tribe that maybe come uh, when things switch up, that he might find himself sort of on the outside. And that's nothing to do with him uh, in terms of, like, physicality, because I think physicality definitely is strong and he will be involved a lot. But I can see him as one that will kind of, like, alluding to what Colin's saying there and alluding to what you're saying, Billy, it's kind of being an extra person on the alliance and that maybe he can be targeted as a physical threat to just go just before the merge. So I'm not saying, like, very early. I, I could maybe see him just missing out being that, like, you know, the Jeff Farner spot. Uh, although he's uh, pre-jury, I mean, the, the 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 merge one, not the jury. So, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I'm always wrong on these opinions, people. I've never predicted a winner. <laughs> My predictions are terrible. Okay. <laughs> so I probably picked you to win Cook Islands, Billy. I don't know. Um, so I, I picked me to win Cook Islands, so I'm just as bad. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I watch Cook Islands, which is rarely because I don't like your season, but I still um, predict you to win. So that's, um, that's, that's one thing. All right, let's move on to... Oh, one of my favourites. I love this woman. Uh, you know I'm going to love a woman like this, Colin. Uh, it's Ashley Nolan. Uh, she's 26 years old. She's from Satellite Beach in Florida. That is actually a place that I have spent a fair bit of time at. Well, my four days in Florida, I spent a fair bit of time during those four days because uh, it's basically where I stayed. So I was actually intrigued to see that somebody, I think, might be the first contestant from that specific area of Florida. Uh, she is a yeah. lifeguard. Um, she, uh, likes surfing, working out, training and eating. Um, I love all these pet peeves because they're always basically ones that are going to piss you off in Survivor. Uh, ignorance, laziness and complainers. Um, I, I liked her video where she basically said she had an office job and she basically just got up and left. She was like, yeah, what did I want to do? I like the beach. I like being outside. So I Googled lifeguard and now I'm a lifeguard. I, I'm going to like right now, Google president of the United States. How do I become? And that's, I think how <laughs> Trump did anyway, Trump joke. Haha. Um, her inspiration in life, the whole world inspires me. That's a bit of a broad answer there, uh, Ashley, but we'll take it. Um, she could have three things on the island. She'd have a surfboard to keep her sane, headphones to tune out other people's complaining, and a journal to secretly document everything and tactically plan how to use it against others. She's using the Vesepia model there. That's pretty cool. Um, she likens herself most to Richard Hatch, which, I mean, it's on paper it's a good, but I don't know if her excuse is here for why. She said, Richard Hatch <laughs> seemed to have the right idea because he won and I'm a winner. <laughs> so she basically picked the first winner because... She remembered him. Um, and she kind of used a bit of an overall cliche here of why do you think you will win Survivor if you're not first, you're last. Not necessarily true. You could be second last like Billy was. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, look, I, I, li- I, I really like Ashley. I think she's beautiful. She's got a bit of quirk about her. I, I feel she, I mean, she kind of borders that area to me where she could easily be an invisible player in this game. Um, and that I think she could potentially be a target early. Having said that, though, uh, that's what I think she could potentially be. I think that she can make it far in this game. I think kind of um, similar to kind of what you guys were alluding to about possible alliances early on. Billy, I think you were the one that mentioned it there, obviously, uh, with Alan of who she could get involved in. 
And uh, I think she seems to be one of these real social people that definitely can be involved. So I'll, I've got her making the merge. I have not more specific on that. But um, to me, I think we've got a merge player. And I hope we see a lot of her because I like looking at her. I'm going to start with you, Colin. Uh, <laughs> what do you think of Ashley? Um, to me, she seems like she has a lot of personality. Uh, and I think that might be a bad thing. You know, it, it can definitely rub a lot of people the wrong way. But I, I, I like her as a character. And I also like that, you know, she not only mentions Richard, she even mentions in her profile, she's been watching the show since like the very beginning. Um, the whole, you know, lifeguard thing and all that. I mean, it, it, it is funny whenever somebody just, cause she's not the only one in the season, uh, who says, yeah, I was doing this and I just got up and did something else. You know, uh, she's very much like a no caller type player here. I can't believe that's still a thing on the show. We should stop <laughs> mentioning it. Uh, but I, I don't know. She has some interesting ideas, you know, um, her personal claim to fame, she says being well-rounded and <laughs> well-spoken and charming. I mean, she kind of has a lot of things she says about herself and, I don't, I'm not going to interpret that as her being an arrogant player, but I mean, I think that she's uh, like a big personality that might stand out a little bit too much, so maybe pre-merge. I, I think we've got some more arrogant players on this season, believe me. We're going to get to them, uh, Billy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, just the opposite. I think, um, I think because she's got another swimmer on this tribe, and Alan, who I mentioned, who's, uh, who's an athlete, and she's just got so many people that she could team up with early in the game that could take her deep. And then she she's a she's a fan, um, and, and on top of that, she sounds like she wants to play. Like she's not gonna be like the one of those he- typical heroes that oh no, I don't I don't feel like it's right to to to, to play the game and make make alliances because it's just it sounds like such a shady way to move forward. She doesn't sound like that at all. She mm-hmm. sounds like she's ready to play. So uh, having said all of that, so long as her her, her alliance. You know, gets gets uh, sticks together when they scramble up the tribes again, which we know is going to happen. They're going to re-scramble the tribes. So long as they stick together, I see her going far. I see her see her part of that three the three person alliance that'll that'll go deep into the jury, if not make it depending on the circumstances, make it to the end. And if she makes it to the end, my prediction is she wins. But wow. yeah, but having said that. She's definitely going to come out as one of the all-stars of this season. She's got the personality. She's got the looks. She, she wants to play. She's got all the, all the things that, that Survivor loves to bring back. Wow, Bill. This is why we, we need to have former players on these preview episodes, Colin, because, you know, they're, they're putting these big smart calls out there and they can explain a little bit. But we, we just generally come in and go, yeah, this player looks good. They'll come back. Uh, when Billy has <laughs> explanations, um, to it. Um, uh, so, so your, is, is your prediction the winner? Is this your winner's pick, Billy? Or are you going to say something a bit different here for Ashley? Uh, she, I'm gonna just go ahead and put it, you know, double down and say she's my prediction for my winner's pick. Oh, but there's somebody, there's somebody else that we'll get to in a later tribe that can completely upend, you know, and, and once they get to the merge, completely upend Ashley and her alliance. Wow, we'll get to that. Well, yeah, because I think it's gonna come down to one of those two players, and they're both women. 
Well, it's interesting. We generally at this point would say, ding, 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 this is our winner's pick. That's kind of how we do it. But it's actually, it's interesting you say that, Billy. Um, there's at least, I think, three people that I was tossing up between a winner as well. And uh, that was kind of what oh, I did okay. on second, second chances. I was like, my rule was, is it Monica or Kelly Wentworth? And luckily I went with Kelly because she got further than Monica Padilla. But uh, yeah, I, I think I had at least three <laughs> on this season that I was tossing and turning. And uh, we know that one of them will probably go on to win and the one that I've chosen won't. Uh, Colin, where, where's Ashley finishing for you? Um, probably pre-merge, uh, but I mean, I wouldn't mind if she went far because I think she's one of the bigger personalities on this season. We yeah, definitely are is. all over the place here with our predictions. I like it. It's good. This is a diverse set of opinions, so at least one of us will always be right. So that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> we look forward to seeing you, Ashley. I like you. Uh, now, speaking of people I like, I think we've actually got the very first Ben in Survivor who's actually referred to as Ben. <laughs> We don't have Coach. Yeah. We don't have Benry. Uh, I think Ben Browning technically was a Ben, but no one remembers him because he was yeah. a bit of a douche. Um, <laughs> you want to associate with that Ben. <laughs> um, and the only other Ben on Australian Survivor was so invisible that we only started to like him the night he got voted out. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched Australian Aww. Survivor yet. But uh, I'm going to butcher his last name. Sorry, Ben, if you're listening to this. Ben Drybergen. Uh, I think he did say his last name in that uh, preview video. I should have really written it down. Um, he's a 34 year old uh, Marine from Boys, Idaho. Uh, his hobbies include circle track car racing, building and shooting guns, and camping with my family. His pet peeves are whining. Uh, three words to describe you. Hilarious, strong-willed, and motivated. His personal claim to fame is being a good dad and husband. Um, his inspiration in life, this is kind of a sweet one, Michael Blake Watford, uh, Wofford, sorry, because he gave his life for our country. We were together in Iraq, and we were a team. I'm going to assume that that's the one he mentions in his video that he took the... Uh, Dog tags, tags, too. Yeah, Yeah, that was a very sweet story, actually. Um, If he could have three things on the island, he said he'd have his cowboy hat, because why don't you want to have a cowboy? Jeff Probst, uh, middle season there, clearly. Uh, My boots and my running shoes. Uh, I like his mixture of Russell Hance, Boston Rob, and Joe Anglum. So he's a little bit (laughs) conniving and manipulative like Russell, had the determination and confidence of Boston Rob, and the athletic ability of Joe. Um, and, yeah, I, I like Ben, not just because of his great name. Um, I think that uh, he, he's one of these more interesting characters kind of with his backstory. And I think he definitely seems like he'll be very uh, liked socially. I think maybe um, going, like Billy, you mentioned, obviously the, the potential for a, a strong sort of alliance in this tribe with sort of the, the athletes on this one. Um, I mean, looking at that, I feel that, yeah, he could potentially be on the outs of that. But I think he seems to be the more connive on this tribe um there's another player who i think he could potentially work very well with on this tribe uh which i would love them to pair up with um but yeah i i quite like this uh this guy ben uh i i hope to see big things to me he's almost like we're, we're talking about a season of doppelgangers he's my first doppelganger he's a little bit caleb banks he in terms of his at least appearance, not necessarily how he seems as a player, but if I'm looking at this picture of him, just his cast photo, I get a bit of a, a Caleb Bankston vibe just in terms of what he looks like. That's just my first doppelganger for the season. Billy, what do we what do we okay. think of uh, the guy with the best name on this season? Oh, he's a Marine, so Semper Fi, Devil Dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I kind of have to. I'm, I'm, I have to like root for the Marine because it's kind of like part of our oath, and we sign a contract when we're Marines. You must always root for Marines. <laughs> but uh, um, having said that, I expect him to, to to team up with JP, and with JP, and then that three person alliance I keep mentioning, the Athletes Alliance. 
that that that's to me that's the five that's gonna move forward of this tribe. Um, ben, I like him. He's a he, he wants to play. He. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. That was good. That was good. <laughs> he wants he wants to play the game. Assy's on the same tribe who wants to play the game. I I just see I just see people that are you know that in this tribe that are physically strong and willing to make moves. So that's gonna be tough to beat. Especially if they find a way to stick together when the rescramble happens. If they find a way to stick together, I find it hard for them to be upended. Interesting. Colin? Uh, you know what's interesting about this guy is I first went through all the bios and made notes on that. And then I watched the videos and made separate notes on that. The only note I could make for him for his bio was that he was a Marine. And, you know, when I look back now, I'm like, well, there's other things that stand out. But his, nothing on his bio really screamed, this guy's a big character to me. And then when I watched the video, I'm like, this guy like, has so much charisma. I mean, he's, he's a real big character and so likable. And, you know, I turned away from the TV and you talked about, like, you know, Caleb. I was hearing Rick from South Pacific when he was talking. <laughs> and all I could think to myself, I'm like, if Rick can go as far as he did with no personality, can you imagine what a guy like with this personality could do? You know, I mean, this guy can go all the way. I'm not necessarily saying he's my winner's pick, but I mean, this guy has like, you know, at least top five, I think, written all over him. Can I just say Rick had personality? Agreed. We just didn't see it. Uh. Wait, 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 <laughs> yes. wait, 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 wait. You could have replaced Rick with a cardboard cutout and nobody oh. would have been any. None the wiser. Now, none come the wiser. on. Come on. You when leave Rick said, Rick, come bring me your torch, everybody would have stood there like, come on, Rick. Go get the torch. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you know what the most interesting yeah. thing about uh, Ben here is, is that he describes himself as both a teddy bear and a grizzly bear. And I really want to see a player that just has has like these two polar opposites, you know, be like the nicest guy and then just explode. Like that's an exciting idea. It's a common thing with Ben's. We're we're a mixture of the two. Um, <laughs> I, I also will point out I do like the fact that uh, you know the humble Ben here that uh, of all this sort of talk about strategy and everything, deep down all he wants is a truck. So um, that, hopefully he can win just by a truck. Uh, and just on a side note, uh, a friend of mine, uh, a, a super fan of the show who listens not just to the Oz Network, but he's a super fan of Survivor, uh, my friend Blake, who lives in Idaho, he actually, I think it's his wife, is very good friends with Ben uh, in real life. So he actually sent me a message just about when this cast was announced and was like, oh, I know Ben, um, you know, I spoke to him. He would love to do the show after the season. So bit of an in already with Ben, clearly, because all Ben stick together. But uh, so we'll obviously got a bit of an eye here on, uh, on how he will go. Uh, I've written that uh, I've just written he will go far. I don't necessarily have an exact <laughs> position. So oh, look, it's a it's a uh, you know a pretty diverse area that he can finish. Collins, so you said you think he can make final five. That's your final prediction. Yeah, definitely. And Billy, uh, did you loosely also one there that I was ignoring what you said or? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I agree with Collins that he'll be final five. Because uh, my prediction is that this is the alliance. That'll go. The, that'll run the table. That'll go to the end. All right, cool. Uh, just a bit of trivia here for you on Ben. Uh, he's the third castaway from Idaho. The other two being Sherry from Caramoan and Taylor from Millennials vs Gen X. So, Idaho represent. That's the potato state, isn't it, Billy? Uh. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, so French fries are awesome from Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> it's one, it's one, of, one of the one of the twenty three states I haven't been to. So, um, you know. Oh, okay. Idaho. Have you been to Idaho before, Billy? 
Uh, no, but I've eaten lots of potatoes from Idaho. Okay, good. <laughs> so <laughs> good, good to say that. Every, every time yeah. I order a burger, I basically get my French fries <laughs> from Idaho. So <laughs> there we go. There we go. All right, let's move on to uh, Chrissy Hoffbeck. Um, was she knee Falaski? It sounds very much like Hasselbeck there, but uh, no, that's a bad joke. Um, she's 46 years old. She's from uh, Bernardsville in New Jersey. She's an actuary, which, uh, as she has to keep explaining, is something to do with maths. Um, she it goes over my head, involves reading, clearly. Uh, she, invo- she loves adventure travel, any kind of puzzle, cheering on my kids at their sports and activities. Uh, I love her pet peeves. When someone doesn't hold a fork correctly and eats like a caveman, <laughs> love it. Uh, she described- She's an actuary. Yeah. She's an actuary. She'll look at something and go, you know, actually, that's not the right way to hold it. <laughs> uh, she describes herself as mushy. <laughs> See what you did there. Uh, mushy, happy, and efficient. Uh, she's been to all seven continents. So she's been to Australia. Uh, unless she counts New Zealand as part of this continent, which it's not. Um, I don't know where she's Antarctica? Been. How'd you get into Antarctica? Well, <laughs> she's saying seven, so I'm guessing she's technically been there. So maybe she yeah. worked, worked out a formula to go to Antarctica? I, I don't know. That's, that's our first question if we ever get on the show. Did you go to Antarctica? Um, <laughs> she, uh, if she could bring three things to the island, a photo of a family, a blanket, because I hate being cold, and tweezers. Um, now, she, this is where I get a little bit interesting, and I really hope that people listen to our, uh, rankings, new updated rankings episode tomorrow, because, uh, there's one player that I think there's a big split in our opinions of where we put them. Mine on that one was Ty. Um, survivor contestant you're most like Ty Trang he falls in love with everybody gets but gets cutthroat when he needs to does he um, <laughs> <laughs> and also Spencer Bledsoe who never gives up or stops looking for cracks does he? Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that 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 Spencer had a crack problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, he hasn't been heard on from a lot since uh, Second Chances. So um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, look, I, I really like. Um, I was going to say Ashley. I'm looking at the wrong name, Chrissy. Uh, one thing I will say for Chrissy is that I do not believe she's 46. She is bullshitting us. She no. is like 30. She looks incredible for her age. Uh, so clearly actuaries uh, really have the most youthful appearances out of all the professions in the world. Um, I, I love her. I think she has got some potential, particularly with her profession. Like, I mean, I know we've kind of said this about like poker plays in the past and that generally bites us on the ass, but we've never seen an actuary play before. And just the way she was, I really got good vibes of this through her video. It's kind of similar to what you were saying about how, like, the profile doesn't really scream too much. But when you actually watch the video, I get some really good mm-hmm. vibes. And to me, like, people, I think, would look at the age 46 and automatically be like, oh, well, she can be on the outs in terms of her age. But she doesn't look it. That's a big positive yeah. thing for her. Um, so, yeah, I, I've, I've got good vibes for, for Chrissy. Uh, Colin, what's your, what's your take on her? Um, an actuary is basically a mathematician. What is she doing on the Heroes Tribe? I don't understand. <laughs> she's she's the one that they can't fit in, basically. They're the one that's like, you know... It's like when Ty was on Beauty. No offense, Ty. You are beautiful, but... <laughs> it's also weird. I don't know if you've read any of this. I'm kind of just reading it now that when her bio first went up, it was different. There have been, like, revisions made to it that originally she put her contestant, uh, 
was Jenna Maraska was the one she was most like, and then it was changed, and then her occupation was apparently changed. So just apparently, there's all these weird things with her profile that changed from when they first put it up until now. And I would have to wow. think the actuary is one of them because I mean, if this is the more heroic profession out of whatever she does for a living, I mean. I know there's lots of kids like, I want to be a firefighter, I want to be a Marine, I want to be a police officer. I don't know like if Actuary Man is out there in the comic book world or anything. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't quite understand. No. Coming this soon is to the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I completely agree with what you said, Ben. I mean, her profile, I'm just like, I'm falling asleep here like I'm listening to an Actuary conference and presentation. <laughs> listen to the episode of the Oz Network. Yeah, but no, I mean, her, her video was great. And, you know, like you said, the age won't be a factor. She could go out there and lie and say, hey, I'm 36. And people will be like, wow, you look great for 36. Yeah. So I don't think that's going to be a problem for her. I mean, she is on a very competitive try. would probably be within her best interest to even lie about her age, you know, even just for the fun of it. Um, I don't really see her clicking with a lot of other people here. Um, she maybe you know, she talks about the, the whole fork thing, which I thought was funny because <laughs> – how is she going to respond when people are eating, you know, raw fish with their bare hands and scooping their <laughs> rice up with tree bark? I mean, it's not going to go over so well with her. But I don't know. She she seems like she'd be a big character, but I don't know. Somebody about her, I just don't expect her to go that far. Maybe it's because she keeps saying, you know, Ty and Spencer, yes, they went far, <laughs> but it's not like they played, like, winter games. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I agree with a lot of what you said, Colin. Um, with Chrissy, she... she Everything screams that she's going to be the sixth person on a six-person totem pole. Mm. Um, she, but having said that, I don't expect this tribe to lose until they get separated. So that's going to help her move forward, and she is a big character. So she might be that uh, that big character in the way that uh, Jeff Varner was the second time he played, and that you know they got a lot of edit, and then they were gone early still. They were yeah. gone about fourth or fifth around there, so that's what I'm expecting from her. Um, but still, she's she'll be entertaining while she's out there. One thing that I've written down here, uh, and I don't know if this is just my love of Jurassic Park, she is Ian Malcolm because uh, she basically did say in her video that she's a mathematician, and uh, you know I know she's not a chaotician, which is technically what Ian Malcolm was, but this is the closest we've ever had to Ian Malcolm playing Survivor people. Um, <laughs> They're dead ringers if you look absolutely. at their side by side. I look at her, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. It just it just connects with me. Um, so there's our second uh, doppelganger for the season, uh, Billy Wet. So you <laughs> think she's uh, where? Where do you think she's roughly going to finish? She's. Uh, she's going to be like a, a late early boot. Okay, Colin? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with what Billy said. I mean, if this tribe doesn't lose, she's not going anywhere in the first three episodes, but right. she is going to be one of the first ones out for whatever tribe she ends up on after oh, the switch. Oh, my God, I am a terrible person. This is your winner pick, isn't it, Ben? Ding, 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 oh, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, as I said, there's about three people here that I think could win this season. But look, okay, let me let me say this. I think that I do not think this tribe will lose very early on. Similar to what I was saying before with Alan, that I think kind of we'll get to a point on a switch where, you know, Alan will be a target. I don't think Chrissy will be perceived as a target. This is my thing, because I think that if they're going after some stronger players, she's, I'm not saying she's not a strong player, but I think that she seems, just judged on what I saw through her video, that she can be very social. She, as I said, won't be perceived as being, quote, the 
older player because of the way she looks and she can easily lie about her age. And she definitely seems that she's got the smarts to calculate things and calculate risks. She does that for a living. So I just kind of feel that like this is one of those big calls that I'm going to say here. It's kind of like when you say, you know, Noah's Garrett choice from Kagayan, that he's a poker player. He looks fantastic. He's going to go far. He ends up in the Billy Garcia second boot position. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely oh, happy to wear egg on my face. <laughs> Uh, when she goes home, like, first or second. Um, but oh, I've got to make a big risk here. I've got to make a big call because I've never picked a winner's pick and clearly it's going to stay that way after this season. <laughs> well, I, I will say, I will say, for her to, to get deep, she's going to have to switch allegiances. She yeah. can't stay with her original tribe, which moving later on when we get to some other names, there's going to be people that are be available for that. Yeah. So she just has to end up on that tribe with those people. If she does, okay. But if she doesn't, yikes. Yeah, I really... Ben, I really the only uh, thing I... <laughs> go, Colin. I just want to say, Ben, the only thing that I really disagree with you on, because I agree with everything you said about her strengths, but the problem is that if you're good at analyzing, if you're good at calculating, it means nothing if you can't read people. And that's the only thing I True. don't get from watching her, is that I don't think she would have the ability to tell if somebody's lying to her. You know, And I could be completely wrong on that, but I mean, what you're basing it on, the profile video, the the written profile, same thing I'm basing it on that's where I think her weakness is going to be. To me, she's Liz Markham 2.0. <laughs> you really give me good vibes here in my choices here. We're considering one of my other two choices. I'll probably pick will win this game. Um, but look, I will say I've had a bit better luck than I think Noah had over the years. Um, you know, I mean... I, I said Jeremy would make the final tribal council in second chances. I mean, I did say he would get no votes, uh, and he ended up sweeping. So, um, I mean, Ben also picked Dan Liu in Amazon. <laughs> I also picked Sonia Christopher in Borneo. Uh, <laughs> Melissa McNulty in Fiji. <laughs> oh, oh Melissa! Well, that's pretty bad. I, I, I picked I picked the Kim sisters in Samoan Del Sur. Um, yeah, uh-huh. my, my track record. It's brilliant. Uh, I picked RC in Blood vs. Water. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's move on to uh, Billy's favourite player because he shares the name of a guy that um, mine may not uh, had some things to do with in the Cook <laughs> Islands. Uh, it's JP Hilsebeck, um, another similar Hasselbeck standing. I know. We've got Hilsebeck and Holfbeck. I mean, it's everyone's a Beck this season. Um, he's a 28-year-old firefighter from Los Angeles. He enjoys surfing, hiking, and outdoor activities. Uh, his pet peeves are people that don't follow through. He's outgoing, adventurous, and romantic. Every single woman who loves a firefighter just went a little bit goo-goo-gaga in the nether regions with that one. Um, his personal claim to fame is being hired as a firefighter. Um, if he could bring three things to the island, his dog Thor, because he's my best friend. Oh, seriously, women are just losing their shit right now. This guy's like their perfect man. He's a firefighter, he's romantic, and he likes dogs. Or right, I'm turning for him right now. Um, he would take a GoPro for the adventure photos, because again, he's one of these people that doesn't realise he's on a reality show that's being filmed 24-7. Uh, and a picture of my family and friends to keep me inspired, because I wouldn't be there today. Uh, without them, uh, his survivor contestant is most like. Now, I got a little bit excited here thinking he chose the most obscure person. He says, Jay, because he's most, was outgoing, fun, and just down to earth. I'm thinking, Jay buys from One World? Like, what? This is a random one. And I forgot there was obviously Jay from Millennials vs. Gen X, who is a super awesome guy. Um, so is Jay Byers. Um, and he thinks he will uh, win because after watching the show, I always told myself, I could do that. Um, 
Look, I look. I, as soon as I read this is this is one of these ones, and I, I hope JP, if you're listening, just bear with me here. Uh, I've had a habit recently of putting my foot in my mouth and saying things about contestants, and they're refusing to come on the show. But they're Australians, and we're Americans, and we all I love Americans. Uh, as soon as I read this profile, I'm like, oh god, this guy's like a you know a douche bro. I'm not going to like this guy at all. He seems like a toss. <laughs> but 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 JP, I watched your video. You seem like the most humblest, nicest, down-to-earth guy on this planet who I should hate because, you know, you are going to, like, you are the ladies' man because you are just romantic, you have a dog, you're a firefighter. I can't not like you. You just seem like such a nice guy. So I'm going to just reiterate that. But having said that, um, he doesn't really seem to know too much about this game. I don't know uh, how I feel about his uh, game knowledge. He seems, and I'm not disrespecting him completely with this. This isn't meant to sound mean, but he does seem like one of these ones. He's kind of on there and maybe just watched a few seasons of the show before he went out there in general. And that's not to take away people have won the game who have done that before. Um, but yeah, I, I think he should be strong socially. I think him and Ashley might get along well, um, and I think that. Uh, I can see him at least making the merge. That's where I've put him. Um, but I don't know if he's kind of got that firepower that can really see him, you know, make moves and, and go far past, you know, his, his social uh, ability and his, and his physicality. Because he should be very strong as well, obviously, being a, a firefighter. So, yeah, I don't know if he's quite got the X factor to, to go deep in the game. But, again, having said that, I just picked Chrissy to win this game. You two are probably going to say that he's your winner's pick. Uh, Billy, uh, <laughs> what's your take on uh, JP? Uh, I, I think JP, like you said, doesn't really know the game, but he doesn't have to. He's probably going to attach himself to Ben and be like ride or die with Ben. And then the two of them are, are probably going to attach themselves with Alan, Ashley and, uh, and Katarina or Katrina. Um, and I, that's my five that, that I keep saying is going to run the table with Chrissy being the outsider. Um, there's there just, she, you know, he's just such a, a likable person. And he's such an athlete with being a firefighter. You have to be a tremendous athlete to, to be to be in that profession. And there's so many athletes on this tribe that I just see them all conjugating together and, and clustering together with the with the actualist <laughs> being the outsider <laughs> because that's not a that's not a that's not an athletic thing, a, a profession. So uh, yeah, I see that five moving forward. So no, he's not going to win, but he's going to go deep because he's going to be with the right people. Colin. To, uh, yeah, yeah. I actually agree with um, something you said, Ben. So oh, <laughs> let's wow. uh, timestamp this. And <laughs> um, no, I mean the fact that you assume him to be like the douchey guy, and then in his video, <laughs> it, it's and it's not that he has a ton of personality. He actually seems, you know, maybe a little bit too reserved to be an interesting character on the show. But he doesn't seem unlikable, and that yeah. is what will get him by. So. I think I kind of agree that, you know, he'll he'll probably get as far as the merge. He's not going to be a big character. More than likely, he's going to be one of these characters that, you know, he reaches like ninth or eighth place. And people are just like, is this guy still there? You know, because I don't see him getting a lot of airtime. But, I mean, he's, he's he, I don't think he has a lot of social skills necessarily. But he doesn't have like the, the bad traits that a lot of the people are coming out too hard. And these really big personalities. He can float under the radar just by kind of being a nice guy, you know, who likes his dog and all that. And he's non-threatening for that reason. Uh, the only other funny thing I just wanted to mention is that when I was watching this video, my wife was in the other room and she's saying, it's like, do they have a Canadian on there? For a guy from Los Angeles, this is the most Canadian 
sounding person I've ever heard that's on Survivor. A, that's a good point, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he actually, he's a weird doppelganger for you. He gave me a bit of Jeff Wilson from Palau vibes. Uh, you know, he's okay. very oh, yeah, attractive, that. sort of buff, very nice, humble guy. Just a guy that, like, all the women want to be with and all the men kind of want to hang around with. And, I mean, that's kind of what I get this vibe from JP. So, I think we've also got the potential here for the best of the three Survivor JPs. So, um, <laughs> just... Uh, <laughs> Not that we're well, we didn't get a whole lot of uh, John Pollock. No, no. <laughs> he's uh, he's still waiting for our call for the interview, I think. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, um, that's another story. So, Colin, where's he finishing? Uh, probably just post merge. I mean, once he hits the merge, people will be a little bit worried about his strength, um, and he won't really have the allies to carry him forward. Billy. Yeah, he's part of my top five alliance that's going to run the table. He's probably going to be the bottom guy on that top five, though. Okay, and I think we might have a very first in the history of Survivor here that should he make the family visit, his dog will be his uh, his loved one. <laughs> Which, look, it's a Siberian Husky, so we won't be complaining. I used to have a Husky. They're great dogs. So um, there you go, JP. Uh, you seem like a nice guy. Uh, come on the show. I didn't mean to call you a douche, bro. I take that back. Now, um, Katrina Radke, uh, this one for Colin and I, obviously, is host of oh, Off yeah. the Podium, an Olympic podcast now available via iTunes. Uh, she's 46 years old. She's from uh, Minnesota. Uh, which very few people we've had from Minnesota. I'm thinking the great Gary Strateski, our, our good friend, um, who we met, of course, in Minnesota, Ashley Trainer. Uh, anyway, we'll uh, <laughs> go through Minnesota Survivor contestants soon. Uh, but obviously, she's a former Olympian, uh, competed in 1988 in Seoul, from what I'm led to believe. Um, she uh, has hobbies as outdoor adventures, martial arts, dancing, meditation, and personal growth work. Uh, she hates whiners. Her personal fame... Claim to fame is being a mother. Her three words to describe her adventurous, tenacious, and charismatic. Three things she'd have on the island. A journal so I could write, music to dance, sing, and have fun, and a picture and a letter from my family to feel amazingly loved as I also send them love daily. And her Survivor contestant, she kind of fits into that category of the kind of obscure one. And I'm not saying Denise Stapley is obscure, but she's generally not one of these ones that people put on their list. Uh, so she seems to be a bit of a fan if she's going to pull out Denise Stapley from the uh, the memory. Uh, she says she's more outgoing and adventurous Denise, Denise Stapley, and that she can also relate to the ones who are tough, athletic, and say it like it is, but also have a softness to them. I, I mean, you know, uh, Denise Stapley was pretty outgoing and adventurous. I don't know how much more you can get, but... <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Um, maybe competing for an Olympic medal? Ma- maybe. Maybe. Yes. But Denise Sadler was a sex therapist, so, I mean, what's more competitive, Olympics or sex? <laughs> Depends on the type hmm. of sex. I mean, Col- just to, to redirect, Colin, sex is when a man and a woman love each other. And, oh! Uh, <laughs> oh. Wow, okay. <laughs> Ongoing joke there. Colin doesn't know about sex. Um, Billy, the Olympics are when all these athletes compete with each other and win medals. Uh, uh, that joke's really falling <laughs> flat. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm going to shut up because I, I again, and I like... Podcast hosting is where somebody <laughs> is cordial to their guests. <laughs> and he's funny and doesn't say bad things about them. Um, I like Katrina. I, I, I'm not liking anyone in this season, apparently, it seems. Um... This is the interesting thing. Clearly, my winner's pick has gotten a few laughs. Um, and clearly, judged on what Billy's saying with a few things here, that she thinks she'll be part of lines. I I kind of got some vibes of Katrina that she's going to be on the out straight away just via her personality. And to me, it's kind of... And this is no disrespect to Katrina, but 
I think that kind of she's one, even though she's an Olympic athlete and clearly that's going to be like work in her favour, I don't necessarily feel that people will think that can be used in it. I think she can definitely be a first boot on this season. I've actually got her as my first boot. So there you go. I see wow. Billy already shaking his head at me. Um, and that's not to disrespect <laughs> Katrina. I just feel that like this is sadly one of those moments where a, a player's age is going to come into factor rather than their ability, which I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong because I like Katrina and we haven't had an Olympian since Crystal. Um, clearly, obviously, Crystal kind of sort of got into trouble um, for doing things and she got her medals taken away. But Katrina never won any medals. So if she was on drugs, she's not going to get them taken away. So there's a positive. <laughs> you're making uh, a lot of friends with this cast today, Ben. Katrina, you're not on drugs. I love you. I do. This is why preview episodes get me into trouble. Just shut me up. Billy, uh, Katrina, tell me why I'm wrong. You, you might as well. You might as well just mention the hurricane by her name as well while you're at it. Oh, <laughs> Billy said it, not me. Yeah. No, you know what? I I think even though Katrina is sort of like a, the firecracker of the group, um, she and Ashley are going to make them unbeatable in the water, and they're in Fiji. So I expect a lot of water challenges, and I expect Ashley and Katrina to, to make this, t- this tribe unbeatable. So, uh... So, yeah, I don't see her going anywhere. And you notice something that she's in this tribe. There were many people that keep mentioning whiners as their pet peeve. So that's yeah. that's you know, that tells me that she they're of a certain mentality, um, a certain American mentality that's kind of anti snowflake. So uh, I, I kind of see them bonding from that mentality. Like not it's probably not something that's going to translate on television. But it's like sort of off camera, they're gonna bond off of that. That uh, yeah, this is a no, this is the non snowflake tribe. No snowflakes allowed, and that's gonna make them bond. Um, not that I'm saying that's a good thing or bad, a bad, you know, good or bad way of thinking, but just that that's a that's a common American mentality right now. Uh, not common, but it's 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 one of the the American train of thoughts right now. And so, having said that, I, you can look back at the uh, at your bio. I don't think Chrissy me- mentioned that at all, like mm. that she doesn't like whiners. So I think she's of that different, that different mindset, that different political view, or however you want to say it. Um, so I think Katrina is going to be on the inside, even though she's going to be rough at certain edges because she's going to be like over competitive and in their face, and and also since Chrissy is is the physically the the uh, the uh, how do we put it the, nicely here on the bottom end of the podium here <laughs> physically, <laughs> and, and, and Katrina. And Katrina is going to be accustomed to being on the top end of the podium. I see conflict between the two, and I see Katrina get like getting in Chrissy's face, like over her abilities and the challenges. Un- unless Chrissy's going to be the puzzle person, which could be, but in the physical stuff, you know, Chrissy's going to going to be the last person. She's going to be the one that's going to, the, you know, the slowest member of that team of that tribe. So all that put together, I think, gives Katrina the inroad, even though she's the firecracker. And makes Chrissy the outsider, even though uh, you would think on paper that she would contribute with puzzles and and things of that nature, brain games. I just want to. So yeah, just want to say before top three. Top three. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm really okay. dumb on my predictions here. Apparently, uh, Colin. Before we get to you, I just want to say this is Nina Acosta 2.0, and I love Nina Acosta. So um, I hope that she lasts <laughs> longer than Nina Acosta. And I'm completely wrong because Katrina, you have absolutely every amount of my permission to say, Ben, you are an asshole. I'm going to kick ass out there and nowhere near. <laughs> 
first boot. Ha, ha, ha. Here we go. Well, FYI, well, don't let, call let me, me a druggie just because I'm an Olympian. I'm not one. <laughs> let me just say this, Ben. Let me just say this. Because she's a firecracker and Ashley knows the game, don't you think the two swimmers are going to stick together and Ashley's going to want to sit next to Katrina that much more, feeling like she's going to burn bridges along the way? Absolutely. I, I definitely agree. And um, I, I, I don't disagree with that. I just think that um, in terms of my predictions as well, I think that I'm dumb and I don't really know this game even though I've been covering it <laughs> for quite some time. Um, but I, look, I, I definitely see and I, I kind of think, um, you know, it's, it's not that I'm disagreeing with anything that you're saying. Um, I just maybe have a little bit more hope for the, the minds of this tribe rather than the physicality. And maybe that's where I'm going for a little bit. And I feel that Chrissy can All hustle right. a little bit more, use the hustling term when it comes to like emerge. And I mean, it's, it's, it's also, it has been quite some time since we've really had a fully dominant alliance from the get go. Um, which look, I, I would love to see as well. I definitely would love to see this because it has been quite right. some time since we've really had that. Um, so, uh, yeah. And plus also, uh, in defense of my shit opinions, this is all on paper and it's easy to say this on paper and hopefully Billy will be eating his words and I'll be the smart one, but we know that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag bring back Billy. Colin, um, (laughs) save me from my mouth right now. Um, there's a lot of interesting things about her that make me think that she could go a lot further than you're getting her credit for. I mean, for one thing, let's not discount... You know, she's not an Olympic medalist, but to even compete at that level, think about how competitive you have to be. And I think that's the biggest difference that we get with a lot of these athletes. And it's going to be different with pro athletes. You know, pro athletes almost always go out, they're too strong too early, and they burn their bridges. Whereas, not like we have a lot of other Olympic athletes to compare them to, but I would argue that Olympic athletes are probably even more competitive than professional athletes because they're not really getting paid to do it. And they're having to give everything for it. So she's going to fight hard to stay in this game. And also the other thing you need to talk about whether or not this could be who's going to be the brains on here, if this is a brainier tribe. And the thing in her profile about her studying you know, nonviolent resistance and Gandhi when she was at Berkeley, she talks a lot about that in there. It's not like I know a ton about Gandhi. I mean, I saw the movie twice, you know, <laughs> that's enough. but um, it's enough to know that like even though Gandhi was like not, you know, uh, no, no physical violence or anything like that, like he was as much of a fighter as anybody was. So I think that she has a lot of the right philosophies that would help her not get in people's faces, but still be able to plead her case. I think that she could be probably the biggest mental threat on this tribe. If she can go far enough, I can see her. I don't know if I see her, you know, being top three or anything, but uh, I definitely see her going, you know, well into the merge. Look, I don't want to. I don't. I, I don't disagree. <laughs> I do not disagree. This is the problem. I'm not saying you're an idiot, but uh, I'm the idiot here. I'm admitting my opinions are stupid. Um, but <laughs> you've also got to make big decisions sometimes, like in Survivor, to, to try and risk. You got to risk it to get the biscuit to steal the great the great West Nails uh, quote there. So um, <laughs> look, I'll, I'll see how we go. But uh, yeah, I think you make some solid points there, both of you. I will just say quickly, um, clearly. So both your predictions are she's making this far before i just quickly mention her olympic track record yes yeah uh uh she's part of my five that'll run the table and she's in my top three she's not gonna win she might not even get a vote but she's in my top three she actually made the u.s swim team at 14 uh was the youngest member she she won gold medals at the pan packs in 85 and 87 um she was fifth in the 200 meter butterfly in the Seoul olympics 
Um, and yeah, she she's also I will say here interesting that a lot of her I think Olympic uh, aspirations was was hampered because she had a, a rare condition called I'm going to butcher this mononeulosis, uh, which uh, also led into chronic fatigue immune syndrome. So she's obviously battled through a lot, and she actually went on to participate in the 2004 Olympic trials trying to uh, then make it into Athens. She would have only been 34 then, so that's still not... Mm. I mean, swimming standards is probably a little older than most people used to, but still, that's not old at all. Uh, and she also released a book in 2012, so you can read that about wow. her book. So that's good. Um, <laughs> look, I, I, I like you, Katrina. I do, and I hope you do well, <laughs> because I like Olympians, and my statement implying anything to do with drugs was ridiculously stupid, and I apologise. <laughs> I'm basing it off one athlete who competed on Survivor, and even then, I feel she is innocent because she explained it on this show. Listen to the Crystal Cox interview on Survivor Oz because it was a good interview. She sort of loosely explained around it. I'm a horrible person. I'm a terrible person. I don't deserve to host a show where I speak about other people, except on movies where their characters. And they're not real, such as Baby and that Patrick Swayze character. I can't remember. Dirty Dancing Dancing is a shit movie. Coming soon to the Oz Network. Um, Really terrible. Do you like Dirty Dancing, Billy? It's a terrible movie, right? Uh, You know, I, I... I've seen Dirty Dancing, but it's not on my playlist. <laughs> we are three men, um, so therefore we don't like Dirty Dancing. All right, let's move now on to um, Seiku's tribe, the Yellow Tribe, uh, otherwise known as the Healers Tribe. Oh, don't we love the Healers? I certainly do. There was a TV show in Australia called Blue Healers. It was a pretty shit show. Don't watch it. Um, let's start off with Cole Meadows. Now, Cole Cole is 24 years old. He's from Little Rock in Arkansas. He is, and I'm just going to read this without trying not to laugh, a wilderness <laughs> therapy guide. What? Um, the wilder- I had to look that up. I had to look that up, and I can tell you that once you look it up, it's actually not a terrible thing. It sounds hilarious when you hear it, yeah. but it's not a terrible thing. It's about people who like like need to get away from it all, and he'll take them to the wilderness, and you know they can re- they they can get away from all the stuff that's driving them batty and crazy and whatever. You know that's that's not a scientific term, but you know what I mean. So he's <laughs> so he's so he's a bum who likes to hang out in the wilderness. Is that essentially what he is? Uh, he's 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 like a you know instead of sitting on a couch. And telling telling some 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 shrink some head shrink about how how things were when you were eight years old, like he'll take you out into the wilderness. Oh right, and okay. You'll... Yeah. Okay, so no, he's definitely not a bum. He actually goes out and does stuff, unlike me, who sits here and records podcasts. Um, <laughs> I really need to shut up. Um, Cole, uh, he likes rock climbing, mountaineering, and backpacking. He can't stand. He hates me. He can't stand stand lazy people who shirk responsibility. Hi, hi, Cole. How you doing? Um, <laughs> you really hate me already. Uh, three words to describe you: unreserved, <laughs> dauntless, and flirtatious. Ooh. Uh, his personal claim Ooh. to fame is he's climbed the two tallest peaks in the Western Hemisphere, Denali and Akakanuga, another mountain. Um, his inspiration in life was Tommy Caldwell, who is a professional climber who lost his ring finger and has a family. Okay, uh, this man has it all just by pursuing his passions. His motto is no excuses. So he lost a finger and has a family. That's why he's famous. I mean, 
I'm sorry, lost a finger, but I mean, everyone has a family. Uh, if you could have three things on... Shut up, Ben! If you could have three things on an island... <laughs> I'm so used to talking about fictional characters that I kind of have no filter now, apparently. This is just why people don't want to come on this show. Thank you, Billy, for coming on the show, by the way. I don't know if I've ever said anything My pleasure. about you yet. Um, uh, that's okay, even if you did. <laughs> you and I have, have hung out many a times now. We, 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 can, yes. we can deal with that. Um, three things on the island. What would they be? Uh, weights to work out every day. A giant box of Legos for endless possibilities. That's funny. And a beach volleyball set because I could destroy everyone at it. Uh, Spencer is the flavor of the month because he's a uh, survivor contestant like Spencer. He came across as just a nerd and a little bit awkward and ended up being really dominant in challenges and in the mental social game. Really? Um, what's your reason for being on Survivor? Of course, the money would be incredible. Uh, but I think, honestly, having the title of Soul Survivor is the ultimate accomplishment. I, I, that's one thing that I definitely think Survivor's definitely morphed into more about the title now than the money, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, look, Cole's an interesting one. I mean, again, similar to what I was saying about JP, and this is not, I'm not like I say no offense to Cole. I've already just like laughed at his profession. Um, he kind of comes across as a little bit douchey on paper, but when you watch his video, like, again, he seems very personable, very likable. I mean, he lives in his car, apparently, and just drives around and does what he wants to do. He lives in a Prius and kind of wants to win to get into a van. Um, I mean, sure. Uh, Yao Man drives a Prius. I've been in Yao Man's Prius, so there's a, there's an interesting <laughs> fact. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I think that this, I mean, this tribe is, is interesting to me. Because, like, kind of going back in terms of a few of the ones we said there about the um, the the heroes, like, uh, like, is this a healer? Like, I mean, I like his profession because he did explain it. He said he like went out into the wilderness for two hundred days with kids and basically helped. I mean, that's a long time. Either like he loves the wilderness, yeah. or these kids are really messed up, and he's good at his job. Like, seriously, Cole, that's got some mental strength to it. So. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know where to get a huge read on Cole. I've written here that he'll make the merge, but I don't know. He's, he's an interesting one for me. Uh, Billy, what's your take on Cole? I think he's going to be a likable Ozzy. He's going to be the best outdoorsman <laughs> since Ozzy. And, uh, it's okay. You can laugh at the. <laughs> I, I just Ozzie. see the words likable Ozzy. It sounds something wrong with that sentence. Yeah, yeah. It's an oxymoron. But, uh, <laughs> but, I, I, I predict that his tribe is going to be decimated early. They're going to lose a lot early. Like this is the tribe that's going to finish last more than more than the uh, the uh, the hustlers tribe. In fact, uh, I, I don't see the the hero tribe like losing at all. So I think it's gonna it's gonna be the healer tribe that goes to tribal a lot early. So he's not going to have the numbers at, at the merge. So uh, uh, you know, and, and and being an incredible outdoorsman, I could tell you from playing with the outdoorsman in Survivor history, uh, <laughs> that, that that's intimidating to a lot of players. Mm. Like, when, you're, when you're, you're, you're seeing it in person, a person run up a tree like they're a monkey and swim in the ocean like they're a dolphin, come back with, with a basket of fish, you look at them and say, crap, like, what, 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 can, I, what, what can I do to beat this guy? Like, this guy is playing circles around me, even though it has nothing to do with the social game, especially since they're out, you know, providing, you know, all day. But you just can't help but feel like crap, like this person is is playing circles around me. You know, I, I need to stick a leg out and trip them up and send them out as quick as I can. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, <laughs> I, otherwise they're going to run away with the game. And that's the way it felt like with Ozzy when uh, we played Cook Islands, where we it, it, very early on, it felt like it was his season to lose. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like 
with nobody on his side come to merge, that he's probably gonna, you know, be one of the early early jury members. Okay, Colin. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun in a few profiles when we get to the guy who made a comment about likable Aussie, because that's coming up too, <laughs> if you guys caught that. <laughs> uh, I did want to mention, I actually did get his profile here, the whole wilderness therapy guide thing, which does sound funny, but there's a, it's not like a hugely famous show, but there was a Canadian TV show from, the, I think it was like 2000 or 2001, <clears throat> it was called Higher Ground, and this is exactly what it was about. It was about like these counselors who took kids out into the wilderness and survival things as kind of a thing of uh, therapy. And the show was, I mean, tons of the cast members on it, the kids, and it went on to, like, big things. You know, one girl on it was on Battlestar Galactica, uh, another one on Firefly, the biggest one being Hayden Christensen. This was, like, the last <laughs> acting job he had before Star Wars. Sorry, so off of that. Vader. Yeah, started out as <laughs> nice. a troubled kid. And became Darth Vader and killed younglings. Good job, wilderness exactly. guides. <laughs> Hey, no, Darth Vader was framed, man. It was all Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anakin was framed. <laughs> um, with the whole Aussie thing, I mean, th- this guy, to me, just screams early boot. Uh, not that he can't survive, you know. Obviously, with him being the most comfortable person being uncomfortable, that's an advantage for him, you know, sticking around, I- at least, uh, you know, being able to eat and not getting as fussy as everybody else when they're hungry or like Alan. But Billy said exactly what I was thinking. You know, the, the game has changed to the point. If you go back to Cook Islands and the first Aussie, if he was making people like Billy uncomfortable in season 13, we've come a long way where now we've seen Joe more recently. This is fresh in people's minds. You go Aussie, you go Joe, you go Cole. Nobody's going to want this guy going far in the game. And it's funny because should that really be that threatening? You know, Aussie... Even Joe, who had social skills, he never got anywhere near winning the game. So I don't think he necessarily should be a target. I would keep the guy around because he's really no threat to playing the game or winning. But he's definitely going to be a target pre-merge. I'd keep him around just to stare at his six-pack. The guy looks like a fucking Ken doll. It's like perfectly chiseled. (laughs) Holy crap, I can't stop staring at this photo. I don't even swing that way. Cole, like, holy shit. Um, Do now, man. (laughs) I I really do now. My God. God, I just want to, like, grate cheese on him. Um, now, what? Um, just to go over... I really worry for myself sometimes. I need to go outside more. Um, now, the the mountains that he mentioned there, I just quickly looked them up. So, Mount Aconagua. Uh, it's an Argentinian mountain. It's the highest mountain outside of Asia. Uh, 6,961 metres, if you don't mind. And uh, Denali, which I actually learnt this fact when I was in Alaska, formerly known as Mount McKinley, of course, uh, the tallest mountain in the United States, uh, was renamed uh, Denali uh, a few years back, um, which, yeah, on my recent trip to Alaska, I learnt that little fact. So there you go. Very high mountains. Um, He likes to climb. And if we remember our former Oslo Kate, she also liked to climb, but that was another story. All right. Let's she would probably climb pole though, right? I reckon she would. I would, for fuck's sake. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I really need to like see some boobs all of a sudden, because uh, I feel like I am... Wow. Uh, Desi Williams right now. Hello, Desi. Uh, she is 27, and she's from uh, her hometown of the best-sounding town in the world, Peachtree City in Georgia, currently lives in Newport News, Virginia. So she, like, are there actual places called Peachtree City and Newport News? I mean, do I- I've heard of the latter. 
Wow. Okay. Uh, she's a physical therapist. Um, and she likes to travel the world, participating in pageants and going to the gym. She can't stand stand people who are all talk. She works her butt off every day. So I have little patience for laziness. Well, we know she hates me. Um, she describes herself as congenial, fortright, and unremitting. They're three big words that are well beyond my vocabulary. Um, she became an assistant professor at age of 26. Wow. And a program director at the age of 27. She is super smart. Um, her inspiration is her grandmother. Uh, she could have three things on the island. She would have chapstick because there's nothing sexy or seductive about cracked lips. Arguably, this could be survival related since it would hinder my ability to seduce the opposite sex. Wow. I don't think... Have we ever had somebody come out and said, I'm going to seduce them, not just flirt? Uh, second would be an unlimited supply of food, because I've seen the show and those people get hangry quick. She's going to play well. <laughs> uh, and finally, a masseuse, because I love being pampered. Okay. Uh, she's most like Tasha from season 28 and also season 31. Uh, though Tasha was cast in the brains, she had the social skills of the beauty tribe and certainly the strength of the brawn tribe. She played a good game and was undoubtedly a fierce physical competitor. I was able to relate to Tasha because I think that the physical, social, congenity, congenity, big word threat. Um, she wants to win a million dollars and she thinks she will because she has charm, wit, mental fortitude and physical strength. Um, this is this is Jatia, right? Am I am I am I the only one here that did not get Jatia vibes from her in her video? Um, and like, I think she's a saner Jatia. No offense to Jatia, if she's listening. I love Jatia, um, but I, I like Desi. I, I definitely think that she has the ability to go really deep in this game. Um, I mean, again, similar to one that like, I think more of her video is outstanding than her profile. Although her profile is also fantastic, so she definitely doesn't have one of the blander ones. But uh, she was one of the three that I had as my potential winners pick. So, um, there we go. There's, I'm getting scoffed at here again. So clearly my no. are not doing well. Uh, I've written here that she's strong and smart and flirty, but also we're going to, I, I just, I don't know. I think like as well as Jatia, I get a bit of poverty vibes about her in terms of just the strength and the, the flirtatious and also the smart. So I like Desi. I think that she can go deep. Colin. Um, well, first, another bit of trivia here for you. I did know what Peachtree City, Georgia was. Um, TBS, which is known as a network in the States, uh, uh, I guess it originated in Peachtree City, Georgia. For whatever reason, the Winnipeg feed of that channel uh, is the local one. So it's not even called TBS here in Winnipeg. We get Peachtree TV, which is just the original TBS. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to Peachtree City, Georgia, especially... Now that we've been introduced to Desi, I think I'm in love with Desi the way Ben's in love with Cole. Um, I want this woman to go all the way. <laughs> she doesn't have as nice a six-pack as Cole, but she's got. <laughs> she nearly does. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just like in love with this woman, but I, I also picked her for my top three, so I wasn't scoffing. I was laughing that Ben and I agreed on something. All oh, right, okay. It's not like the whole flirting thing, which when I read her profile and she talked about that, I'm like, okay, well, we have our flirter of the season. It was in her video where she commented that a lot of people would be threatened by that. So she's going to really be low-key with that. And like, She's very conscious and very self-aware of what other people are going to perceive her as. And she's also smart enough to know that, yeah, that will get her so far. Basically, she's not Figgy. So I see all the strengths of Figgy <laughs> without being so obvious with the flirting where it actually buries your game. I, I love that description. Wow. Have we ever had a player described as, hi, I'm just not Figgy? Uh. 
Ouch, ouch. It, well, first of all, I adore Figgy. She and I shared a, a chicken, a piece of chicken at, at an event in Cincinnati. <laughs> you guys like, were flirting uh, big time, uh, Billy. I was there. Uh, I saw you two. <laughs> uh, it wrecked both of your games, didn't it? <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, uh, no comment. I'm going to just leave. What, what happened in Cincinnati stays in Cincinnati. But, but, unlike, but Figgy, <laughs> unlike Figgy, Billy, you remember my name. So that's, that's another story. <laughs> But, you know, I, I do have to agree with Ben that uh, Desi reminds me of Jatia. And, and uh, she, Desi said something about being scared in and, 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 and her video uh, that she said she's scared and she doesn't know, like, how she's going to react because of the outdoors and all that stuff. And, and uh, you know, uh, uh, that makes me wonder if early on she'll have, like, moments of panicking, which is what Jatia suffered from. Mm. You know, the, the, the intelligence never came into play with Jatia. Because she uses nuclear physicist. That's about as smart as you get. <laughs> and uh, it never came into play because of the panic. So I wonder if that might hamper a Desi. I hope not, but I, I wonder. And then that plus, I do think the Healer Tribes is going gonna, is gonna to lose a lot. <laughs> like, I don't, it, it, you know, I, she might just be a casualty of the, lo- the losses. It might not even be that she does anything wrong. Mm. So, uh so yeah, because I'm predicting the the Sako tribe not to win a whole lot or not at all. You know, I have her placed lower than higher just because it's going to be casualties. It's going to be good players that are going to go early because because uh, of the losing. I think that's where I was kind of skeptical to put her up there as my winner because you know Jatia was my winner's pick on Kagayan, and we saw how well that played out. <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, I would I would since we're talking about Jatia so much, I would like to send a public apology to a Jatia. There were many, many, many podcasts, including yours, Ben, where I claimed that Jatia was a was a uh, nuclear physicist because she operated the the uh, the, the the microwave at the deli. And that's what- <laughs> <laughs> and I have to apologize because none of that was true. I was making that up. But <laughs> wow, that's it. I'm not the only one who puts my foot in my mouth uh, in podcasts. Um, hello, Jatia, if you're listening. Um, just a random fact here about Peachtree City, Georgia. Uh, in 2005, CNN Money and Money magazine ranked it as one of the 100 best places to live in the United States. And in 2011, wow. it was uh, ranked in the top 25 of cities to relocate to by Relocate America. Um, and also named the best place to raise kids in the state of Georgia, according to Bloomberg Business Week. There you go. What a magazine. I just uh, renewed my subscription. Uh, and Newport News, Virginia. Um, it's a city. I don't know anything about it. All right. Let's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Hello to all our uh, listeners there. Thanks, Desi. Uh, now we're going to move on to Jessica Johnston. Um, doppelganger alert. This is, uh, Jacqueline Schultz, at least in photo form. I don't know about the video form, but if you look at the photo, <laughs> she looks like Jacqueline. And you know I like Jacqueline. This definitely makes me look at, uh, Jessica more than Cole. Although, looking at Cole again, damn. Uh, alright, uh, she's a 29-year-old, uh, nurse practitioner. She is from Cape Girardeau. Um, she lives in Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> it's a much easier one for me to say. Yeah. Um, she is personal. Tra- she her hobbies are personal training, things outdoor, and fun. Her hobbies are fun. <laughs> okay. Um, that's a good hobby to have. I want. I want to see a survivor player whose hobby is misery. Now, <laughs> me. That's you me. know. We're 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 on the right player. We're on the right player because of something she said in her video. But I let Ben finish. <laughs> I I do love her pet peeves. Any and all can openers, they just don't work. 
That is so true. That is true. I never get a can no. opener that works. Billy, you can give me some. Hand, hook me up with your can openers, man. You're clearly getting the good ones there in New York. Uh, they work, man. <laughs> you don't have to be an engineer to make a can opener work. <laughs> clearly, I do. I, I, I clearly Jessica and I are on the same page here. Um, her personal claim to fame is obtaining a doctorate in nursing before the age of 28 and creating a health and wellness brand called Belovest. Okay, uh, her inspiration nice in point. life. I initially thought that her inspiration in life was just cliche. I'm like, what's that? But then she says, cliche, my parents. Um, if she could have three things on the island, it would be baby powder because it makes my hair <laughs> do incredible things and brightens up my face. It's like taking a powder bath. Next would be a Swiss army knife so I can cut things like wood, food, and clothes. And finally, a fishing pole because this girl likes to eat. I didn't know you could eat a fishing pole, but go her. Uh, she... <laughs> Is most like Andrea, and Andrea is actually an option of a few people this season. Uh, one of my biggest personality strengths is being likable and in, uh, able to entertain a crowd. I never saw Andrea sitting down a tribe and like telling you know joke stories and uh, talk tales, but okay. Uh, I can relate to thinking that the world is my fingertips, but I really don't like to compare myself to others. I just try to be myself. Uh, she wants to be on Survivor, of course, for the money, adventure, and opportunities, and she's extremely mentally and uh, physically resilient, and that's why she thinks she'll survive. On paper, she looks like Jacqueline. Everything else about her, and I'm so glad I can actually finally use this to compare a Survivor contestant to, because I think this might be the first. She is Kelly Shin 2.0. Hello, Purple Kelly 2.0. <laughs> you know I have just the utmost love and respect and admiration for Kelly. She's one of my bestest friends outside of this show. And love it a bit. And I'm just so glad that we have Kelly Shin 2.0 personified here and Jessica Johnson. I just hope that Kelly Shin 2.0 personified doesn't mean she gets the same edit. Um, yeah, I I'm, look forward to hearing from Jessica in episode 7. I've sadly written that she's an early boot. <laughs> I don't think she's going to make it too far. I hope I'm wrong because I love this woman. She could be my favourite on this cast. I love it a Aww. bit. Uh, Billy, what's your take on uh, Jessica? Well, on her video, she said she's eager to suffer. Like she wants it to rain. She wants it to. She, and, and when I when I hear all this stuff, I'm I'm, I'm like, woman, you don't know what you're saying. <laughs> you know, you're basically saying you're basically saying you want to lose that Russian roulette. You want the bullet to be in a chamber. <laughs> that was what I'm thinking. So, uh, yeah, um, uh, she she sounds like she's gonna get a lot of edit early on, but. Having said that, being on a tribe that I think is going to lose a lot, uh, yeah, she, she could be in my top three early boots. Colin? Um, she's maybe the quirkiest person on this cast, at least just based on her profile. I mean, the can opener thing is hilarious. Uh, I, I, can, I can understand how to operate regular can openers. You know, the, there's a weird upside-down can opener. I don't know if you guys have used those. That, like, I can never figure it out, and I end up, like, almost hacking it with a knife just trying to get a can open. Uh, the baby powder thing's funny because my wife did that for a while where she would just use baby powder in her hair instead of washing it for, like, a week at a time. And she's like, oh, this is so great for my hair. So, how does that work? Uh, like, what? Is that like a dirty just, dancing thing that only women get? Like, what is yeah. that? <laughs> I mean, just put baby powder in your hands and rub it through your hair, and it takes Why? the grease out. And... <laughs> so well, then well, your hair is not greasy, and it smells like a baby's powder what? bottom. Baby's what? Ben, <laughs> ben, ben can, can I just say that 
I would have no input on this conversation whatsoever. I'm going to say, Billy, how do you look after your hair? Uh, <laughs> yeah, ba- baby powder run through my hair, through through my beard, baby. <laughs> I, I, I remember on our Random Secrets episode you talking about your pubes. So, I mean, like, I mean, this could be other uh, hair in your body. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's probably the section that's going to need it the most on the island, too. So she's on. To- <laughs> All right, we're not talking about Jessica's pubes here. Move on, move on, uh, Colin. <laughs> um, I agree. I don't think she's going very far. She is a really big character. She's hilarious, you know, just watching her and listening to her video. Uh, this entire tribe just, uh, I'd say this and the Hustler tribe, you know, it's very imbalanced, and I don't see her necessarily being below the radar enough to get by you know if, if this tribe starts losing all the time i think she is one of the first ones on the cutting chop the, I the hope chopping block i hope the, the powder block the, <laughs> the powder can opener the can opener block. uh i love this woman i love it a bit i just god i hope we're wrong on her i really do i hope she's, yeah i hope she's more jacqueline 2.0 because you know i love that woman and can i just say still to this day i follow both john and jacqueline on instagram they are the most perfect couple in the world they never take a bad photo they are the most attractive people i think i've ever seen in my entire life so john and jacqueline need to come back on survivor so we can look at them for like 16 episodes uh, and Jessica, hopefully we can look at you for 16 episodes because I love you. You are amazing. Uh, one thing I just wanted to quickly point out on the videos, did like did any of you notice how kind of cheesy the videos were this year in terms of let's run down the sand and pick up flowers and kick crabs in the water? Like, I mean, it seriously was like the cheesiest well, series of videos I've ever seen them ever put out before. It, it looked like a single dating website yeah. did like the, the, the videography of this thing. The thing. eHarmony video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the other thing, maybe it's just them trying to sell this whole heroes and healers thing. I don't know how hustlers fits, but with the profiles, you get gameplay talk. I swear, there are maybe two mentions of strategy in any of the videos. Everything was like, you know, my dog and my family and you know the, my background. It was very like, well, almost like you said, like a dating website. It was very like mushy and touchy feely. I think it was Patrick, wasn't it? That was like chasing after a damn crab for half of his video. (laughs) Seriously, I've never seen, like, I was, like, losing my shit. I'm barely even paying attention to what Patrick is saying because it's just in the video. Look it up. It's hilarious. It's just this scene of him chasing after a crab, um, like, in the water. And then every single woman, I swear, they made pick a flower. It's like, why? (laughs) It was completely weird. Anyway. It was that um, powder through their hair. Yeah, well, use a can opener. Trying to eat with a fork. Uh, Now, our next contestant is uh, Tony Black. I mean, sorry, Joe Menna. Uh, this is Tony Black. Come on. Good, good. 34-year-old good probation officer from the Bronx. Uh, he currently lives in Connecticut. Um, his hobbies are working out, playing video games, fantasy football in brackets. I, fantasy football is different to a video game, right, Billy? Like, is that that's not the same thing. I was wondering that. No, no. Fantasy football is literally you're picking players from from team, and then if they score well, you get points for it, and then uh, whoever gets the most points wins that matchup. Well, he uh, yeah, you, it a video game. Players. <laughs> Did you ever pick Allen Ball in fantasy football, Billy? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. He'll be like, you lost me my fantasy football matchup. <laughs> you gotta go. You gotta go now. <laughs> um... 
Yeah, uh, he also likes playing sports, flag football. Uh, his pet peeves are uh, fake energetic, fake smile person that we all know. Also someone who does not take responsibility for their actions, constantly giving excuses. Uh, three words to describe you, a real confident and energetic uh, his personal claim to fame is obtaining my degree. This is something I'm proud of because it gives me the opportunity to secure my career. Uh, I actually, I this is a weird little note. I like people who say that like their personal claim to fame is their degree. I mean, I personally know from my perspective, me getting a degree was a big deal for my family because no one had ever done it before. So if I had to answer that question, uh, you know, that and interviewing Billy Garcia would be my two answers probably. Um, who, Thanks, uh, Ben. Thanks. Well, you're number three on the list. Uh, Canada's number one survivor expert. Sorry, Mertz. Um, what is your inspiration in life? A hero is someone who is noble and will not let you down. My sisters are my heroes. That's where we lose something because my sister is not my hero. Uh, if you could have three things on the island, what would they be? Me, myself, and a picture of my children. Oh. Uh, he's most like, hmm, Tony Vlachos. Uh <laughs> He literally Big says surprise. That. My brother, because uh, I understand how to manipulate them. And Mike Holloway's ball-to-the-wall and attitude and Jeremy Collins' ability to stay true to himself. Uh, what is your reasons for being on Survivor? Mo money, baby. Of course, a million dollars. I do kind of like wow. that... Um, that that reference weirdly, yeah. uh, and he thinks he will win Survivor because of all he can survive all parts of life. Um, random fact: he's only the second ever contestant from Connecticut, the other being Terry Dietz. Uh, so there's a little bit of a fact for you. Yeah, this guy is is Tony Vlachos. I mean, not even just looks alone. Like his personality, he even almost has a slight Tony accent. Very slight. Better than my Tony accent. Um, Billy, you, you would be very familiar, of course, with uh, Steve Helling, of course, uh, in, in, entertainment, uh, no, People Magazine writer, who, of course, is uh, good friends with a lot of Survivor contestants. He is he's also Steve Helling's twin. Uh, I don't know if Steve is listening yeah. to this, but he looks very... When I first saw this cast, I thought, Steve's on the show! But it actually is Tony Blackhoff's 2.0. Um... Yeah, I think he will go far. I think he's... I've written he won to watch. Uh, I don't necessarily know if he can win, because I don't know... Like, again, well, Tony's game is sort of a unique one that he really shouldn't have won the game based on how he played. But, um, I mean, I think that he definitely will be one of these, like, real making moves, Russell-y style player. And, like, I feel, I feel he could be a real villain of this season as well. And uh, maybe not somebody that can win based on that alone. Because, again, I don't know how a Tony game can work on a second time around. But um, I've, I've definitely put him down as, as one to really watch on this on this season. Billy. All right. Uh, with, with, with Joe, he's going to be, because he's on a tribe, he's going to lose a lot of people. He's going to be one of the leaders of the, uh, of the alliance I expect to oppose the one I was talking about earlier that I expect to make to the end, which will be made up of, of mainly villains that are basically looked at their side and say it's the losing side, so I need to get with, with new people. So I expect him to get with someone we're going to talk about on the Yawa tribe and uh, sort of put together a sort of misfits alliance of, of, of just you know uh, people that are looking to, to make moves and, and play the play the the uh, the. The move heavy, the 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 backstabbing, throat cutting game of 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 a, of a Tony of a uh, I don't want to start naming a whole bunch of survivors because then they'll, they'll never invite me to events again. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Billy, you're always at events. Don't be silly. Come on, you're the you're the number one person on every event. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, thanks. But uh, yeah, I expect 
him to be to be there, but I'm gonna stick to what I was saying earlier that I think that the my five is gonna make to the end. So they so Joe's gonna make the jury and he's gonna be a major player, but I think he's gonna his alliance is gonna lose out to the other alliance in the end. Colin? So mi- middle jury. Middle jury, okay. Ben, before I even get into this, you have to give us in your best Bronx accent. Uh, I am a probation officer. Oh. Give us your best. Joe as Tony Bronx, I'm a probation officer. I don't think I've done a, a, that sort of uh, <laughs> accent since Tony actually told me off when I interviewed him. He told me <laughs> never to do it again. When you hear that from Tony's mouth. Oh. All right, this is my Joe impersonation. Oh, I'm Joe. I'm a probation officer. Yeah, no, it's gotten worse. <laughs> it's really gotten Every worse. Ax- like every accent you have comes out as that poop from The Simpsons now. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Move along, Colin. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, this is the odd one again, kind of like the uh, actuary on the Heroes Tribe. Probation officer. When I first heard it, I'm like, probation officer? Is that really the same as like a nurse or, you know, uh, a physical therapist or whatever? And then I thought to myself, well, I guess, you know, it's kind of like the rehabilitation, you know, of prisoners. But then you watch his video and he basically says, I'm just dealing with narcissists all the time. I don't really do a lot of rehabilitation. Like the guy's underselling himself as a healer. I, I, I don't know how they, they let that make air. Like they probably take 45 minutes of video. And like, let's have him on the air saying, I am not a healer. Nobody can be redeemed from prison. It's hilarious. He's more uh, of a hustler, but- is he not? Yeah, I would say hustler. I mean, we'll get to the hustlers. I don't understand what hustler really means with these people either. <laughs> but yeah, Tony uh, 2.0, uh, I'm going to be kicking myself when he ends up as the first boot here. But he's one of my three winner's picks. And it's partly because I think if he's smart enough, he'll know, don't go out there and be Tony. Be like the opposite of Tony. And he's probably smart enough that he knows how to do that. He deals with the worst kind of people. You know, my dad wasn't a probation officer. He was a social worker, but he was a social worker, you know, for uh, like welfare. So he had all these like, you know, former murderers and rapists that were on welfare. And, you know, he kind of had the. I could see the same thing where, you know, you have to deal with the toughest people. Nobody here is going to bother him. Mm. Uh, The biggest thing that I think he has going for him is that when you read, you know, which survivor you most like, he mentions three winners. We're on a season here where everybody wants to be Spencer. <laughs> Has anybody seen the end of a season? Like, none of the other people that they mentioned, like Andrea Spencer, win this game. Pick a winner. And it's a good blend of winners, too, actually, based on that. I just, I, I wish uh, everybody could have seen Billy's face a second ago there when uh, Colin mentioned that he'd make it towards the end. Billy's face was like... <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no, I, I you know, if, if, if Colin is right, then it's the opposite alliance that won. I think he's going to be on, you know, he's going to be a major player on the on this clash between these two alliances, like, like almost like like Captain America Civil War. Like it's going to be these two alliances going at it towards the end of the game, and he's one of the flippers that I'm predicting in this game, one of the two flippers. So, you know, when you when you're ready to flip, let's say let's say his alliance loses out, he's ready to flip. He could be the kind of person that a uh, worm his way in with the with, with my group of five and then pull the rug out from under him. So it's it's a possibility, and it's something that I'm open to. And so I can see what, you know, where, where Colin's going at, that he's a player. He's the kind of player that could that could 
even if he's on a losing alliance, he can still make it to the end somehow. Well, with Billy's Billy's five, I think we're just going to call it Billy's alliance. So from now on, when we're covering this show, should that alliance actually happen, we're going to just say hashtag Billy's alliance. So uh, that's how. We're... Can I say with the diverse opinions that we've got on this show, one of us is surely going to be correct. I think we're all basically huh. in a, a different area with each other. So this is fun. The Oz Network might predict something right for once. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, now before before we get on to uh, our next person who to me is a Pixar character. Um, what uh, I should have asked this at the beginning. This is the most obvious question that I haven't uh, asked at any point of this uh, episode. Billy, are you a hero, hustler, or healer? Well, I was a Marine, so I fit the hi- the, the heroes. Um, I do so much charity that I fit the healers. Uh, yeah, so I Marine, a hero, the, the charity healers, and then as somebody who wears so many different hats from heavy metal to the, the, the pro wrestling, I fit the hustlers as well. So, But I think I fit the roadkill tribe the most. So if that tribe is an option, that's totally me. Well, we, we, we were talking the other day on an episode about the, um, the iconic song, of course, by Paper Lace called Billy Don't Be a Hero. So, I mean, we could always... Yeah. <laughs> Billy, be a hero. <laughs> Colin, Colin, you're definitely a healer, aren't you? You heal people by uh, providing great podcasts and you heal their bad days. Well, I mean, you could say that. You could also say, you know, I work a full-time job. I go to school part-time. I podcast part-time. And I full-time chase a 16-month-old baby around. That's hustling if I've ever heard it. Yeah, I'm a hustler. Oh, I would have thought hero. <laughs> I hero, had. I'm a heroic. Heroic yeah. hustler. Let's call me that. All right. All right. I'm just. I'm just Triple H. I'm just Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the extra. I'm the extra one. I'm the the hipster hooker. The fifth. The fourth and fifth age. I'm not a hooker. I wish I was. Uh, anyway. All right. Let's ben move on. When everybody else is going around being heroic and healing, he's telling people to suck it. Basically. Yeah. Well, well, he's got he's got the right intro music for this for this show. Yeah. <laughs> Time to play the game. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, I love this man in Monsters, Inc. when he was Mike Wazowski. It's Mike Zagowski. I didn't get that until you said it. Seriously, as soon as I saw this guy's name, I'm just thinking of Boo going, Mike Wazowski. Um, but this, this guy is fun, Mike Zahowski. Uh, he's a 43-year-old urologist. I shouldn't laugh at that. A pee-pee uh, doctor. A pee-pee <laughs> doctor, thank you. You know, when I was younger, I knew what a gynecologist was, and I was like, what is the male equivalent? And they're basically like, a urologist. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That's um, people... <laughs> like, he can literally come home from work and say, I really work with dicks today. Um, he is from Parkland in Florida. His hobbies are watching Game of Thrones, archery, and fishing. Um, he hates double dipping because I'm a germaphobe. Uh, three words that he describes himself as intelligent, enthusiastic, and determined. He wants to be, uh, his inspiration, sorry, is his wife and children. Uh, three things on the island. He would have a photo of his kids. A lot of people want the photo of their kids this season. A deck of cards to play with and an extra pair of underwear. How many pairs of underwear do you think you're allowed out there? Um, <laughs> I'm dead fully. How many did he have? Billy's telling us. Um, Boston Rob is the contestant he's most liked because he was smart and socially strategic. Uh, he wants to be on No, survival. let's get that expression from Billy. Can you screenshot that? Oh my god! <laughs> Boston Rob! Wait, 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 wait! Did you guys see a picture of this guy? <laughs> Mike Zagowski? He said he Boston Rob! Holy! Okay, then I'm LJ, man! <laughs> <laughs> 
lost it. Oh. Oh. He's reasonable oh. being on Survivor. <laughs> Compose yourself, guys. Uh, to teach my kids to follow their dreams wherever they take you. And uh, why do you think he'll be on Survivor? He's been a fan since season one, so I understand how the game has changed, except for the Boston Rob uh, factor. Uh, I'm smart, strategic, and social. People will be hugging me as I vote them off. I would like to see that. Um, can I just point out, this is another one of these guys who's kind of bland and boring on his bio, but please watch his video. This guy is oh, hilarious. Yeah. Just to put it into context... He has a child called Ethan, who they named after Ethan Zahn. And we basically find out that his wife's whole pass is Ethan Zahn. So he's basically <laughs> called the child after the woman that his wife is allowed to have sex with. And it gets even better because apparently <laughs> Ethan lived like a block away from them when they lived in New York. And somehow, which I think you've got to actually analyse the fact that Mike is literally like, yeah, Ethan lived a block away. I saw him every day. Do you stalk him? How do you know Ethan's address? Um, but, like, I love this guy. He's hilarious. Uh, and, again, please go and watch his video just because he is so much fun with his Ethan story. But having said that, uh, we, we keep talking about... This is the doppelganger season. They should rename this Survivor Doppelganger rather than Triple H or whatever it is. This is David Sampson 2.0. Yes! <laughs> So, like, yeah. we're also getting the obscure ones. It's not, like, the really obvious ones. Okay, we've got, like, Tony, perhaps. But, like, seriously, this is David Sampson. And I sadly think, similar to David, he will be a very early boot. And, again, I hope I'm wrong because I love this guy. I love this tribe maybe the most in terms of their personalities. But, um, yeah, I, I want to be wrong because Mike is somebody we need to see and be more like a David Wright rather than a David Sampson. So uh, let's start with you, Colin. And what's your take on Mike Wazowski? Exactly the same as yours. I mean, I remember even before I read the the profiles, you know, you start to see these people pop up on Twitter and you read it like, oh, do I want to follow this person? I read urologist and I'm like, all right, you know, I'll skip this one. <laughs> um, and then I read his profile and I just started to think, well, he just comes across, like you said, David Sampson, no excitement at all. Uh, you left out the best part of that Ethan story is the way he describes it, just to show how entertaining this guy's going to be when he says you know i lived this far away from ethan ethan was my wife's hall pass we named our firstborn ethan it's like when the kid came out i was just glad he looked like me like, this guy's <laughs> gonna be so entertaining wow. on the show. <laughs> i can't wait to watch him but sadly i think he is probably your first boot i mean he screams a first boot uh if this tribe loses first which they probably will i mean look at the tribe who would you vote out, you know, rationally? If you're losing against these, you know, heroes and these hustlers, these big, strong people, he's not going to go very far. If he goes far, though, I, I'll never be so happy to be wrong. I want this guy to go all the way to the end. He is so entertaining. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, you, you left out one of my favorite things that was mentioned in his videos that his wife says he has uh, verbal diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, but that does not sound like a formula to win Survivor. <laughs> that he tells he tells everything to everyone. He said, "I was like, oh, come on! Like you're basically telling us, like 
that you're going to be the first boot. Like, how could you? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I could just imagine him arriving on the tribe where, where you'll get one person say, yeah, I'm, I'm a nurse and another, I'm a social worker. I'm a therapy guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a pee-pee doctor. So after every, every, every challenge, I'm going to be checking all your pee-pees. Like, make sure that they're okay and survive the challenge. <laughs> this guy's a germaphobe. Is urologist the best profession for somebody with his issues? <laughs> Maybe it's like one of those things I'm that, like, if you're an arachnophobe, you work with spies. Is to try and get over your fear or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's like nah. Batman with bats. Yeah, exactly. He's a urologist to get over his fear of he's the, he's the I... Batman of urologists, everybody. He's the Bruce Wayne of the urology industry. <laughs> Good Lord. So, yeah, I agree with, with, with both of you guys. Early boot, he's my number one boot. Oh, I hope we're wrong. It's interesting. I can imagine, like, you know, there's so many times in, like, America where, you know, you're watching TV at night and you're like, oh, you know, yeah, that look at that person. I got arrested by Tony. I remember him. Or, you know, like, you, you remember, like, somebody from your past. Can you imagine some person sitting at home with, like, their wife watching Survivor? Hey, that's the guy that looked at my penis the other week. <laughs> 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 the hell that would go down uh, Alright, our last member here um, Of the Healers tribe Is Rock Luskin Now, I will say this is a, a good season For first time names and first time jobs So there's a random little thing for you uh, She's 27, she's from Palo Alto In California, currently lives in Santa Monica In California, she's a social worker Her hobbies include Falling into bachelor social media Black holes, listening to the uh, yeah, dude, podcast. That's kind of how people describe ours. Uh, yeah, uh, podcast. Uh, reading Yelp reviews of generic businesses. Like, <laughs> oh, God. Can I just say this is my favorite tribe, just with the people on this tribe? Um, <laughs> three words to describe you, sarcastic, focused, and intelligent. Uh, <laughs> this is even better. What's her personal claim to fame? I've had a photo taken of me every day of my life. She's basically like the prince... Philip of the like she's a royalty. She's ever the paparazzi are always there apparently. Um See, I thought you were gonna mention the other Philip, the specialist, but go on. Oh well him too. <laughs> he is the prince of Survivor. We know that. Um what is your personal claim to fame? Oh no, I said that one, sorry. What is your inspiration in life? Beyonce's oh, daughter, blue eyes. <laughs> what? Um Pet Peeves, name something. It probably peeves me. Um, what would she have on the island? Toilet paper because dark, cowteen bars because butter isn't a carb, and moisturizer because my skin has a tendency to get dry. If she has a, uh, I like, like, I don't, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of these players, but I do like her references to these players because, again, these are that obscure category of not just going for the obvious poverties and Richard Hatches and Boss and Robs. Uh, she's most like Sophie Clark and Courtney Yates if they had a baby. <laughs> Which you getting from this profile. Um, reason why she's on Survivor. Clearly there's something wrong with me. Um, I love this woman. She To me, she's like a Jen Brown, more so, I think, than like a Sophie and Courtney. This, I'm I'm waiting for her to say who's my favourite player, Kate. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, I I love this woman. I love Rourke. I love everything about this tribe. This tribe is the greatest. Um, I sadly, though, think she will be an early boot just based on, uh, you know, this tribe not maybe doing the best. And also, I think her personality might clash with some people. Uh, But again, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, and I usually am. So generally, I may be putting myself in the opposite category that she will be the winner and I just I just hope that she can kind of live up to this because I remember like loving Shireen pregame thinking she was an 
absolute kook and really not liking Shireen by the end of the season. So I really hope that Rourke can live up to this because her video as well, she lives up to it too. She is fantastic. Uh, Billy, what's your take on Rourke? You know, if there was ever such a thing as a likable social media troll that made it onto reality TV, <laughs> she would be it. <laughs> she, she's, she's the queen of sarcasm. Um, and she, she's going to make for great, great television. But man, like, I just, I just feel like terrible that there's so many interesting people on this tribe that are just not going to get deep. They're, they're just because they're going to lose so much, um, not just because the lack of physicality, but also because, like, let's be honest, they're going to keep each other up all night just with with the with the craziness, and they're not going to eat a whole lot. They're not going to sleep a whole lot. They're, they're not going to get a whole lot done with like shelter building and whatever. It's it's going to be a a pretty mess of a tribe. But while they're there, it's going to be an awesome mess. Yeah, I, I'm going to enjoy watching them. Um, Rourke, one of my favorite quotes from her is that she got a perfect score for, on her SAT. Um, and, you know, a know-it-all on Survivor. <laughs> we had one recently, and uh, we've had a few recently, and they never do well. Like, <laughs> nobody likes to know-it-all. <laughs> That's why you but, should listen uh, yeah, to the Oz Network rather than the know-it-alls, because we are much oh. more attuned to not knowing much at all, which makes us a more entertaining <laughs> podcast because we're dumb and the know-it-alls are smart. So, <laughs> good segue there, Billy. Hey, Thanks hey, for I, that. <laughs> but I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you an exclusive, a really short exclusive story. I'm gonna cut to the cut to the chase here. Uh, they had a live know-it-alls, and of course, because I do like everybody's podcast and they like exclusivity <laughs> a lot, I wasn't invited, even though it was here in New York City. But I showed up anyways, and uh, I got a group of fans. I got a group of fans. They're like, "Oh man, I, like how could you mean I'm not on the on the uh, uh, on the the guest list?" Hey, you guys, go get get Rob. They, he screwed up on this one. He uh, he personally invited me, and so they went <laughs> to Rob, and he was backed into such a corner he had to let me in. Aww. And uh, <laughs> yeah, That's, and come on, Rob, it's Billy here. Come on. <laughs> And then I got the fans to kind of get me on the stage, anyways. So uh, I headlined. I headlined know it all, and I just did a stand-up routine. I took over the show. So I just... Billy, Billy, you were invited to all... every episode we do. Can I just say that? Like now, our upcoming face-off one next week, you can do it. You can come on to like our third yeah. watch recaps. You were on everything. You're invited to my next urology appointment. All right, you don't even need to be on the, any guest list. Come on, Rob, that's not fair. <laughs> It's all right, though. I just love that I crashed the show and, and then took over at the end. Well, we, I we've made a we've, to we've show. technically crashed their show because their version of Know It Alls for Australian Survivor is called Know It Alls. So, I mean, you know, they've, they've, <laughs> they've uh, taken, they've, they've taken like it and it. stolen it. So, you know, anyway, uh, Colin Rourke. <laughs> uh, this is going to sound weird. She's kind of the opposite of uh, David Sampson version two for me in that <laughs> – I read her profile, and I'm like, this is maybe the single greatest profile in the history of Survivor. And then I watched her video, and I didn't realize it was the same person. And she's definitely likable in her video, but there's definitely two sides to her. And I think with her profile, you can tell by reading it, you know, with the whole toilet paper comment, and especially with, you know, her... Uh, what is it, her her idol or whatever is Beyonce's daughter. <laughs> she was having fun with this, and this is exactly what I would do if I was a survivor. I would answer every question, you know, just completely ridiculously and, and just try to ruin it for them. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, her her profile video, she was definitely a lot smarter than I thought she'd be and taking it a lot more seriously. I kind of see her like Aubrey in that we're going to see two different personalities from her, the quirky side and then, you know, the very serious side. But I think because we have seen Aubrey, you know, two times so close together, uh, somebody like um, uh, Rourke here is probably going to be in a really boot for all the same reason you guys have said too. This tribe's not really going to win much. And is she going to be somebody you want to keep around? There's literally no one on this tribe that is unlikable. That is that is how great mm-hmm. this tribe is. And I um, mean, overall, this is a great yeah. cast. This really is a great cast. One thing, Billy, before we move on now uh, to our final tribe, I just I, I quickly put up your bio uh, from Lisa Survivor Wiki because I wanted to see if they had like those questionnaires back when you were on the show. <laughs> it's, it's a bit different. Um, did you have a Survivor player your most like question back when you were on the show? Do you remember who you would have answered for that? Uh. I did. It was on. It was not on the on the uh, profile. It was on the uh, on the uh, um, the application. And uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, look at the picture. Uh, and yeah, I look like I'm look like I'm Rupert's illegitimate son. <laughs> that's what I wrote. That. <laughs> that's what I wrote on my, on my application. Yeah. So your uh, hero, yeah. Kurt Angle, for winning an Olympic gold medal in wrestling with a broken neck. There you go. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, that was, I was totally marking out. I was just being a pro wrestler. I, <laughs> yeah, because that was the thing in, in, in 2006. I won an Olympic gold medal with a broke freaking neck. <laughs> so, marking out. Yeah. I also, I also love the fact here that uh, you, the only two trivia you have on your Wiki, wiki profile is. According to your Reddit AMA, you auditioned at an open casting call and got in on your first try. And the only other one here, Billy was nominated for best second boot in Survivor Oz's The Oscars. Nice. <laughs> we, nice. We made nice. trivia. There you go. And I didn't even edit that one. <laughs> Can we make an edit of that right now and add Billy crashed a know-it-all's party too? <laughs> yeah. To go, to, to go on a to go on a long running joke on this show, we need to also add Billy Garcia is also a fan of Brad Pitt. Um, that was a, an ongoing joke. I can't even remember who it was. We did it on our commentaries um, that we would go in and edit these profiles because it was one of the early players that just had a random thing saying on their trivia page on Survivor Wiki. It was like I don't know, Nick Brown is a fan of Brad Pitt, and that was literally on their trivia page. <laughs> so we just thought that was funny. We just edited it, and I think they took us banders from using it. Anyway, all right, we are now on to uh, the final tribe. We're on to uh, Yahweh. Wow, Yule's tribe, the Hustlers tribe, <laughs> uh, the Red tribe, um, which, look, well, you just had a very entertaining tribe. I mean, this tribe is okay. <laughs> it's a very it's interesting okay. tribe moving forward. Let's start off with uh, Ali Elliott. She is a 24-year-old celebrity assistant. I just want to put that in quotes. Celebrity assistant, <laughs> based on who she's actually an assistant to. <laughs> Uh, from Los Angeles, California, uh, her hobbies are working out, shopping, and sharing cool photos on social media. Uh, she has tons of pet peeves. She hates busy parking lots and also despises traffic. Living in LA has raised my blood pressure to all of this. Uh, she describes herself as vivacious, ambitious, and smart. Her personal claim to fame is her diploma. Her inspiration in life is Jesus. 
Cool. Uh, if you had three wow. things on the island, they would be a mirror, of course, to see if I was looking good. Oh, that she like says that, like, well, a mirror, of course. Um, of course. <laughs> you know, stuff this baby powder and like endless food. A mirror, of course. Uh, I was toilet looking- paper, duh. <laughs> uh, she'd also have a Bible, as it would keep her sane, and tampons. They never bring up periods on Survivor, but I do believe that would be an issue I wouldn't want to deal with. I'm not touching that one. Um, her Survivor contestant is Andrea because she knows she would be a competition beast. Really? Um, my primary motivation would be to see if she's compa- compa- compatible. I think that's compatible. They spelt that wrong. Capable. I can't read. Um, <laughs> wow. I really cannot read. Uh, reasons why you think you'll be on Survivor. She's a pretty well-rounded individual. Now, look, um, I just a brief little story. I could have met Ali because when I was at the uh, finale of Game Changers, she was in the room at that uh, after party. I saw the back of her, uh, and then somebody pointed her out to me. They, like, tapped me on the shoulder and go, oh, she's going to be on the next season. And I sort of went up to go to meet her, but she was kind of in a clicky group, and they've left. So, you know, I'm not that cool at after parties in Los Angeles, apparently. So I've been within a meter of her. That's a weird thing to say. Um, but, like, I don't want to have any disrespect to her job because I'm sure that whoever she looks after is very famous in that circle. Jeff Frost. <laughs> <laughs> That's a guess. I really don't know that. She, 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 she says in a video that she's an assistant to a famous YouTube person. Now, look, I'm... Am I just still in the Exactly. Wait, You've got that exact reaction wait, I have. Can, do YouTube people need celebrity assistance? Am I just missing wait, the boat here? Wait, um, wait, wait. She, she's an assistant to a YouTuber. So basically, she 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 does what? Like, she, <laughs> she like, knocks on the door and wakes him up. Hey, hey, you're going to miss your slot for the YouTube show. And then she goes about her day. Like, I what? According to a video, she's busy. She drives around a lot and gets into appointments and shit like this. Again, I like I didn't know this is a thing where YouTube pers- personalities are busy. Clearly, Colin, well, you and ben, I are doing you- something wrong here. <laughs> I was going to say, Ben, you used to make me do that for oh. you. So, <laughs> you know what? You know what? Those epic rap battles of history guys do do make a buck off of YouTube. I give them that. <laughs> um. Yeah, so like again, I'm uh, putting my foot on it, but I, I really question that as a. And by all means, when we get Ali on the show in the future, if clearly based on this uh, conversation right now, uh, I would love her to describe just why a YouTube uh, personality needs a celebrity assistant. I'm going to put that on my uh, you know to do list to get an assistant, a podcast host, so that they can be on Survivor. Oh yes, I'm a I'm a celebrity assistant to a very important podcast host. Um, yeah, look, I, she seems okay. I mean, I'm not getting huge vibes from her. Uh, I've put here, she, she's kind of in that middle ground to me that it wouldn't surprise me if she kind of just went just before the merge or very early merge. I think we're not going to see much of her. I think she's kind of also not going to be the person who's going to get herself into trouble and be a target early on either. So to me, she's just going to be a middle of the road player that, um, you know, I don't think really will cause too much of a fuss in this game, Billy. Yeah, I I think uh, she's just gonna benefit from not being on the Healers Tribe, and uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I she reminds me of uh, she has a chance to be a big personality because she's she's physically colorful like a Gandia, like uh, uh, you know, like she likes to she likes to be the 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 diva of the tri- of, of of whatever she's a part of, so she's probably gonna want to be the diva of this tribe. So she reminds me of that, but um, having said that, that doesn't mean that she's going to be like, like 
a player in the game. It just, you know, she's she's gonna get some airtime. She's gonna benefit from a tribe that's not losing like the like the healers tribe we expect to lose. And then the merge will happen, and all the floaters go, and then the players play. And she's gonna be one of the floaters that'll go at the merge. Uh, if you know, maybe the first person on the jury or somewhere around there. Or if not, you know, if they merge and they're still not putting people on the jury, then she'll she'll go before that, you know, at that point. Colin? Um, she's my favorite person on the Hustlers tribe. I'm not saying wow. that she's the best. I don't think she's going to go that far, but she definitely seems entertaining. There, there are a couple of duds on here. I won't point them out on air, but uh, <laughs> I, I think that she's at least... Gonna be a fun character, you know. That job title alone is enough to give us a couple of laughs throughout the season. You know, also her pet peeves—the fact that she goes on about traffic and parking lots and stuff like that. There's a lot of uh, kind of like with Rourke, a lot of quirky things about her. Uh, I, you do, do look at this tribe too, and she does look like one of the stronger members, so she'll stick around a while. Probably similar to what you said, Ben. I think that she's gonna go post merge, but maybe not that far post merge. Um, I don't know if she's the type of person I could see really forming like an alliance that goes all the way. Definitely not if you're on the Hustlers tribe. Well, I've just uh, delved into a little bit more of her background here, and I can tell you that she's a personal assistant to the iconic YouTube celebrity Glozell, uh, who um, is also known as Glozell Green. Um, and apparently she has uh, a whopping 4.6 million subscribers on YouTube, 805 million views. She's apparently interviewed Barack Obama on a live stream from the White House in 2015. She's been on Jimmy Kimmel. Wow. She uh, has met Elijah Wood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you're that now random. You're a celebrity if you meet Elijah Wood. <laughs> she, some of her most popular early videos were her translations of pop songs such as Kesha's TikTok and Rihanna's Rude Boy. Um, I mean, she's wow. Okay, um, and she also apparently, uh, in terms of uh, Ali here, this isn't uh, our iconic. Uh, why is it Glozell on this season? I didn't think I'd rather <laughs> Glozell. Uh, no disrespect. Ali. Ali. Uh, Ali is also um, apparently been a personal assistant at NBC and uh, an administrative assistant at Fox. Wow. So she's got experience outside of Glozell. <laughs> so that, that, it, I mean, it's kind of confusing at the same time because Rourke was able to mention The Bachelor in her profile, but it's very clear that they said, well, mention the YouTube thing because they don't want to acknowledge she worked for other networks. But then yeah. why is Rourke mentioning she loves The Bachelor? Uh because uh, <laughs> it slipped through the cracks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure. Somebody, man. somebody. So once it got on that, once it got there, somebody in in in, in Survivor Verse was like, "Oh, I screwed up! <laughs> Damn it!" Oh. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to Devon Pinto. Devon is a type of meat in Australia, and uh, well, some might say they're closely related. I don't know. Um, he's a 23 year old from Carlsbad in California, uh, currently living in Solano Beach in California. Just on a side note, similar to what I said about Satellite Beach, spent a lot of time in Carlsbad, spent eight days there with uh, the Sheedens, uh, Purple Kelly and her family. That's where they live. It's a great little town. Um, the she, He's a surf instructor. His hobbies include surfing, yoga, and playing music. Don't we all? That's kind of like hobbies. Fun! Um, pet peeves. <laughs> selfishness, complaining, and narrow-mindedness. Uh, three words to describe. He is confident, optimistic, and joyful. His uh, personal claim to fame is he's proud of the man he's become since graduating high school. Cool. Uh, his parents are his heroes. 
Um, if he could have three things on the island, he would have his guitar so I could serenade everyone. Wanda didn't need a guitar and she serenaded everyone. Um, he would what? have his surf- <laughs> surfboard <laughs> so he could pass the time riding and champagne to celebrate all the immunity challenges I am going to win for my tribe. Oh my god. Wow. Uh, so it's no surprising to think that, uh, he's most similar to Ozzy. Uh, <laughs> Oh. As well oh, as Malcolm. There you go. Here it comes, here it comes. I'm just a another lovable guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm, yes. Ozzy, maybe not so. Um, his reason for being on Survivor, um, he would be, it would be the most satisfying accomplishment. Um, and this is, this is where you kind of gotta, I'm not even gonna comment on this because I think we can all make our mind up here in Devon by just reading this last part of his bio. Why do you think you'll win Survivor? When everyone is too busy, either loving me or underestimating me, I'm going to be picking them off by one by one until I'm the sole survivor. Every single immunity challenge is mine. I will have everyone's vote at the end because they will all love me so much. Billy Garcia, Devin Pinto. <laughs> wow. You know, the, the funny thing is that he's, you know, he, he comes off as, as somebody who would you would think, like reading his bio, he'd be so happy-go-lucky and, you know, just uh, free-spirited, kind of like Flicka from my season. But then when you actually see his video and and uh, and, and see that, you know, he does have a bit of narcissism to him <laughs> and uh, a lot of, you know, uh, a, a lot of a lot of me, me, me that uh, it's like it's like, you know, I've been on Survivor. I know how 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 quickly that gets old. Like, like five minutes into the game, it's old. <laughs> you know? Unless you're a lovable guy like Ozzy, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, I, I, you know, I understand he's going to be comfortable in the outdoors because, you know, he, he's probably the kind of guy that goes, falls asleep on the beach after he's been surfing and then wakes up in the morning and surfs some more. <laughs> he's probably that kind of guy. So he's going to be comfortable out there. So he might, he might, they may keep him around to keep the tribe strong, which is a cliche on Survivor, but it, you know, it's become a cliche for a reason. So they might keep him around for that reason. But, yeah, I don't see him being a player in the game. Hmm. Colin. Oh, where to start with him? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> was he one of the yeah. ones that you said you wouldn't want to comment on air on? <laughs> yeah, well, the, I'll say the positive thing first is that okay. uh, uh, I... I do you think I agree with Billy that, you know, you see his video and you still see a lot of this narcissism, but I don't think he comes across as bad in the video as he does in his profile. His profile yeah, is just terrible. Um, and I'm not <laughs> saying terrible is it boring. It's just this isn't what you want to be around. This is one you want to compete against. Slightly better in his video. Uh, my wife wasn't watching the video. She was just listening to it in the background, and the only thing she said is, oh, "This guy sounds like a genius." <laughs> and, uh, I think that kind of sums up what you know where this guy's. He's going to be if his tribe loses or whenever they do lose, he's the first target for a lot of obvious reasons. Part of it is that he probably is uh, a bit of a threat. You know, he, if he's a surf instructor, he's a physical guy. This entire hustlers tribe makes no sense to me because. I would think hustlers would be people who, you know, if if you there's the one guy who you know started his own business and everything. It's like you really have to work at something. Most of these people, it's like I have a job, therefore I am a hustler, and I don't really get anybody can claim they're a hustler. You know, Billy, you you push your band, you're a hustler. Ben, you promote your podcast, you're a hustler. I, 
chase a baby i'm a hustler i mean everybody hustles it's just it's, it just feels like i have a job i get paid you know for 24 to 40 hours a week whatever it is therefore i'm a hustler i don't get it um the the aussie thing is hilarious i'm just another lovable guy because <laughs> i don't think it, it shows again his inexperience with the game i mean he even if he is a fan of survivor and a lifelong watcher of survivor if he views aussie as being the lovable guy He's going to be Aussie. He's going to be the guy who is on the outs, and people are just going to be waiting to get rid of him. Yeah. yeah you know what, Colin? I- I'll give you a better one. I'll give you a better one. He's Aussie with Fabio's brain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Fabio won, so that's kind of scary. But uh... Did he win by his brain, though? <laughs> well, he said he, he was going to win it won. in the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> Fabio won because after all the quitting was done, he was the last one there. Oh, <laughs> like, was... poor Fabio. Back, I love Fabio. You have to back something up here for me, Billy. Because Ben has always used that defense of Fabio saying, oh, he always said he was going to win in the first episode. And the argument's always made. Everybody probably said, do they sit you down on day one and say, tell me, are you going to win a million dollars? Something like that. They, 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 uh, <laughs> they, they don't say, are you going to win? They're going to say, they're gonna, they, they, they ask a question that w- where it's like, Tell me why you're going to win the million dollars or something like that. And, and they just and, care of Fabio's, basically. Well, difference yeah, is they didn't hear Billy's because Billy was robbed by a stupid tribe through a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, um, uh, the TV Guide channel, this is, this is back when there was such a thing as the TV Guide channel, uh, they actually aired in their pregame stuff me tell, saying why I was going to win. So, oh, uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, so it's out there. It's probably they, they probably included it in the box. It I have the box sitting here, but I haven't even watched it yet. <laughs> <laughs> leave, leave Fabio alone, Colin. Shut up. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I'm not feeling Devin. <laughs> I, I also want to say I'm so done with people on this show saying everybody's going to underestimate me. Aren't you kind of underestimating everybody else just by saying that? I mean, how <laughs> arrogant is it to say everybody's going to underestimate me? You're underestimating them just by making that claim. It's just, it's so old, not just on Survivor, but all reality TV. That's all I ever hear. People are going to underestimate me. I'm just done with it. So, Colin, Colin when I play the next time, when I play the next time, Colin, I should just say people are going to overestimate me. Yes. Everybody's going <laughs> to say that I'm so valuable. I'm going to be. <laughs> And I'm just going to sit around like I did the first time. <laughs> it will endear you to the audiences as much as lovable Ozzy. I can't, I can't wait till Colin gets cast on uh, Survivor Canada. It's literally the first thing that comes out of his mouth. Oh, as a, you know, a father and all this. Stuff, people are going to underestimate me. <laughs> and in our cast preview episode, we were like, Colin, what did you do? Um, let's move on to Lauren Rimmer. Uh, she's 35. She's from Beaufort in uh, North Carolina. She is a fisherman, or would, that should be a fisherwoman, or is that politically correct? Or I, I don't know. She calls herself a fisherman, so I guess technically... She identifies as a fisherman? Who are you to question, Ben? Well, no, I apologize. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So we don't do preview episodes anymore. Uh, she loves softball, traveling, and gardening, and anything to do with a boat. Uh, I wonder she plays. I wonder she role plays Titanic, Colin, or is that just me still? Um, she lays <laughs> like not sinking the whole part of the front of the boat. You know, I'm the thing <laughs> in the world getting drawn naked and having sex with a, an American on the boat. Uh, shut up, Ben! Stop! <laughs> just stop! Lazy. She hates laziness, <laughs> low work ethic, and people who are not organised. Um, she describes herself as outgoing, adventurous, easygoing. She uh, personal claim to fame is my daughter. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, her inspiration oh. is her mother. 
uh, because she's seen her struggle her entire life to make sure that I had everything I needed. Um, she would have three things in the island, a picture of a daughter so she can have uh, determination every day, a toothbrush because I want clean teeth, and finally sunglasses mm. for comfort since I wear them every day. If you're in an earlier season, you would have been allowed to have them, of course. Um, she, she, she falls into the category of... The survivor you're most like, none of them. I always try and do things differently than other people. <laughs> uh, she wants to test herself and see what she's made of. And the reason why she thinks she'll survive Survivor is because she's been a survivor in her life. Uh, now, I just want to point out, on the doppelganger side of things, she is definitely a mixture between Patricia Jackson and uh, Denise from China. That's that's my weird little comparison here. Uh, and I'm not saying that's yeah, a bad thing. Bit. I like Lauren. She, she's a very unique character on this uh, cast. And uh, I, I hope I'm wrong in saying this. I think she will be an early boot. Uh, she potentially was on my first boot list uh, alongside uh, with with Katrina from before. But um, again, I hope I'm wrong. I just I just don't get a big vibe from her, and I think she'll be targeted early um, for many reasons, which sucks. And I, I don't know if she's got a big enough personality to really stand out either. But again, I hope I'm wrong. I like her. She's one of my favourites on the Hustlers tribe because I think she's just a very unique character uh, in Survivor, and I always like it when we get kind of one of these individuals that we really haven't seen a lot of before. Uh, I'll start with you, Colin, this time around. Uh, Lauren Rimmer. Um, again, I'm agreeing with pretty much everything you said. I don't see her going very far. It's not even for any other reason, just you know that she is one of the older ones in the tribe. Um, she even describes herself as, you know, uh, you know, being larger and maybe not being as uh, physical or uh, athletic as some of the other people. It's more the fact that in her profile, she identifies herself as being very hard-headed, stubborn, set in her ways. Like, half of her video is talking about, you know, I'm pig-headed. I, I, I don't change things well. Uh, she also was the only one to use the word hustle in this. <laughs> um, I don't know if that was fed to her by the producers or not. Is it, can you work the word hustler in there? We're trying to brand this season. But, yeah, <laughs> she, she's going to be... She's going to be the one who blows up. She's going to be BB. I, I, that's the way I see her on this season. And I, I like her too, like you said. I kind of want to see her stick around a little while because she could be combative and she could give us some drama. You know, some of the, the younger people. Uh, can you imagine Lauren and Devin going head to head? Like that's probably the only thing that really makes me excited about the Hustlers is the idea that this contrast between somebody like Devin and somebody like Lauren and what would happen with like this strong work ethic. I'm not claiming Devin has, doesn't have a strong work ethic, but... You know, he comes across like a very relaxed guy, and she's the exact opposite. And it'd be great to see her butt heads with somebody, but if that happens, there's no way that the tribe is going to side with her. Uh, I agree with what both of you guys have said, uh, except I see her physically, she looks like a Lisi, but without the personality. <laughs> like, uh, wait, yeah. wait, Le- hang on, hang on. Lisi, Lisi had person. Okay, never mind. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, Dad, Le- I'm joking. I love Lisi. Tiny bodies. <laughs> Yes, um, but uh, having said that, I think she, you know, I think her storyline might end up being similar to the to the to the rice guy, the guy who cooked rice for a living, but then couldn't cook rice on Survivor. Oh, Keith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's I gonna be a fisherman. Case. Yeah, yeah, she's gonna be a fisherman that won't oh. be able to fish because she won't have any of the equipment. I hadn't even thought of that. That would be a great. Good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. So yeah, I totally see her as the first boot off this tribe, because um, on top of that, she's the she's the oldest woman on the tribe. She's the heaviest person, man or woman on the tribe. She's got so much going against her. 
uh, to go along with her pig-headedness and whatever else that she described herself as. That is just it, it. It sounds like it sounds like a crash and burn just served up for us to to, to just lick our chops over as as we do the preseason here. So uh, yeah, I, I see her. I see her as a bug as on a windshield as this thing progresses in the first episode. I do. I do like the um, the color of her shorts in her profile picture. <laughs> it's a nice shade of like a turquoise blue. Um, I don't know, I like that colour. It's nice. Uh, yeah, Lauren, I, I hope we're, I hope she can buck our trend and go far because I think she would be a unique one to, to go deep. Maybe a bit of a showmance with her and Devin. There's one that we could see. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> would be a unique little pairing. Uh, all right, let's move into Patrick Bolton. He's a 24-year-old uh, small business owner from Auburn in Alabama. Uh, his hobbies include traveling to new places, snow and water skiing and fishing. Get along well with Lauren. Um, his pet peeves, he doesn't like people leaving the dishes in the sink and pay him his money when it's due. That's, that's how you get him happy. Um, he's <laughs> persistent, playful and thankful. His personal claim to fame is sustaining our business, Bolt Movers. You have to get that in there. That's, that's Bolt Movers, everybody. If you're in Auburn in Alabama, look up Bolt, Bolt Movers. Free advertising for you there, Patrick. Wow. Um, <laughs> what inspiration in his life? His hero is his dad. Uh, his survivor contestant he's most like is Joe. Uh, that is Joe Anglum. Uh, not, not Joe Del Campo or somebody like that. Uh, he was a nice guy. <laughs> that would have been a unique one. Um, he, he was a nice guy and knew how to use his social skills to make friends of the game. When he was backed against the wall, he fought hard and could, as he could, to win every individual immunity challenge and save himself. Uh, he wasn't a quitter, and neither am I. So basically, you're referring to yourself as every player who's never quit this game, which is probably about, I think, 485 of the 498 contestants going into this game. Um, what Something is like your reason for being a survivor to win a million dollars? Although, hang on a minute, we've got to point this out. He does use a Brian Hardick quote here. I'm a businessman, yes. and this is my business trip. So you know he's going to get props in my slight you know, fandom there, <laughs> as he's used a Brian Hardick quote. Um, what do you think, uh, why do you think he'll survive Survivor? Because he can withstand the challenges in every facet, solve puzzles, work well with the team. Um, one thing I will note, you notice in the videos of this uh, this cast is that a lot of them obviously got quite sunburnt in the lead up to playing this game. Oh. Dear old Patrick Bolton. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he describes himself as a ginger who gets sunburnt, but my lord, this guy needed some sunblock. <laughs> I wonder who his doppelganger is. He was, um, he was the one chasing the crab, and and I also love the fact that in his uh, video, he mentioned that one of the things he did in his life was catching a wild rattlesnake and keeping it as a pet, uh, <laughs> which I don't know if that's entirely smart, but I mean, it, it didn't obviously bite him and kill him because he's still here alive today. Um, he's, a, he's another unique one. There's a few unique people on this Hustler tribe. I, I like Patrick. He seems um, he seems cool. nice. Um, and yeah, I'm going to be intrigued to see where... I actually haven't written down where I think he'll go. So there you go. Uh, Billy, what's your take on our rattlesnake and crab chaser? Yeah, his video, like his, his, his bio is a lot nicer than his video. His video, like there were moments where he came off as so narcissistic and so, so self-loving and... So I'm so special and wait till you see me. And, and I was like, ah, oh, geez, man. Like it was, it was fun. It was funny when Tyson did it. 
it's old now. <laughs> like it's this this whole uh this whole I'm 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 so amazing. Which I which doesn't doesn't surprise me that he picked Joe Amazing as the guy who he's most like. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, having said that, um, yeah, this is a this he he's he's in my middle of the road pick. Like he's not gonna go. He's not gonna be the first the first off the tribe, or maybe not even the second off the tribe. But I don't see him making the jury. He's gonna be like late, late before the jury. So I don't know what you call that. Uh, pre, you know, late middle pre-merge. All right, something. It's not even really. Yeah, now, yeah. Is it? I mean, the jury and the merge is quite uh, early on. So I mean, he's what bottom six, bottom five technically, because you kind of get merge jury around thirteen, twelve now. So twelve, yeah. So. So yeah, he I have him going like thirteen or somewhere around there, just right before the right before the the jury. All right, uh, Colin. Um, so <clears throat> Mark Jones, owner of Prestige Property, says Stephen and Patrick Bolton are outstanding young men. I can highly recommend their services to any of my clients. You're They're stealing polite, my next jokes, <laughs> punctual, and most importantly, trustworthy. It is a pleasure doing business with these guys. <laughs> Um, I mean, I, it's so funny. You you guys talk about the, the difference in the video and the profile, because when I read the profiles first, I had him as one of my winner's picks. And then I watched his video and I'm like, not a chance. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Um, you know, it was cool. He had the Heidi quote. Uh, he seems like he would stand out. I think he comes up just short of being somebody that would be like an obvious big character. Uh, maybe we haven't seen everything we're going to get. I mean, he's either going to go one way or the other. He's either going to end up being like incredibly boring or he's going to be like so over the top that maybe you'll be sick of him after one season. Uh, I see him (laughs) going far though. I think that uh, I'll kind of get into my theory here that Heroes Tribe's probably going to dominate, but we're going to see at least somewhere around the merge, you know, uh, a combination of the healers and hustlers working together. Um, I think he's going to be one of only two hustlers that'll actually you know, make it far in the game and uh, he's going to be the obvious first target out. So I have him going into the merge, probably going further into the merge, but he's not getting near the top five. All right. Brand- Brandon Isbell, a per- pastor at the Church of the Highlands, uh, <laughs> <laughs> since recommended Patrick and his brother Stephen to at least nine different friends and most have already contacted them. Um, and all the experiences look quite good. And just also, if you're in uh, the Auburn or Nashville area and you need residential moving, Bolt Movers can help you with carefully packing items and labeling boxes, loading and unloading the moving truck, unpacking your items, and placing furniture and heavy items in desired locations. Give them a call in Auburn on three three four five two one two zero nine two, or in Nashville on six one five two one nine nine eight zero one, or head to boltmovers.com. This is no joke. We will deliver one of those commercials every week. We if you're will. willing to sponsor our show. <laughs> well, it's not even sponsored. I just think this is great. I mean, you can get a quote. There's a, we get a fast estimate right now on their website, it's, and you can prove you're not a robot. Um, I mean, our team, I'm just looking here that you've got uh, the national team, Morgan, Chudy, Alex, Grant, Jimmy, Brayley, Gabe, Jordan. There's a lot of people. Obviously, a lot of people oh, work for them. So if he's an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 should, we should try and get one of We should get, like, Morgan on the show during the season in Nashville. Like, what, what's your experience yeah. with Patrick? <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, that is boltmovers.com. All right. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> to Ryan Ulrich, um, he is a 23-year-old bellhop from North Arlington in New Jersey. His hobbies include watching sports, karaoke, uh, 
and well, okay, you don't like him karaoke or watching sports or <laughs> no, no. This, this guy. Go ahead, you can finish, but uh, yeah, I got I got a lot to say about this guy. <laughs> um, he also likes playing the harmonica. Uh, his pet peeves are smoking, political correctness, and people who lack passion. He's witty, ambitious, and approachable. His personal claim to fame is that he's worked a lot of jobs. Okay. Uh, his inspiration in life is New York Giants quarterback Eli Manning. Uh, <laughs> three things. Uh, was that um, Rodney's one was all, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Petrus, Tom Brady. Um, if you could have three things on the <laughs> island, they would be a sports visor, which will block out the sun as well as allow the top of my head to get an island breeze, a McDonald's shamrock shake because they are seasonal. Oh. <laughs> so any opportunity to get one, and I have to take a podium so I can give a press conference to pretend people care about what I have to say. I love this guy. Uh, he's most like Todd Herzog of, from China. Uh, tremendous what? social skills. I see like- physically he looks like Todd a little bit. Um, I've got somebody who's a real doppelganger here and is not a Survivor contestant. Um, he was incredibly well-spoken and relatable enough to build bonds that lasted to the end. Similar to Todd, I think some of my abilities are underestimated by others. There's your favourite quote there, Oh, Colin. of course. Um, <laughs> his reason for being on is because he loves the game. Uh, he's wanted to play since he was six. It's his, more than a passion. He obsesses over it. There we go. He's one of our heart. And he feels like he can get along with different people. Now, before we state the obvious and say he's a bit of a Cochrane mixed with Todd, mixed with a bunch of other people, I'm just calling it out there. Colin, we've finally found out what happened to Toby Maguire. He's applied for Survivor, <laughs> and he's finally uh, back on our screens. Hashtag Toby is back. I'm so glad. Hashtag the real Spider-Man. Um, this guy is awesome. He was a bellhop in Jersey, too. <laughs> That's how far his career has gone. Toby Maguire has fallen on hard times. Um, I love this guy. He, I mean, look, he was one of my three winners picks. Um, I, I, what? I, <laughs> well, the, can I just say, the reason why I thought that is because I, I got such Cochrane vibes in terms of how he might be perceived out there. A bit of David, of course, as well. From just He's kind of that real geeky but smart and bit quirky guy that seems to go quite far recently. The reason, though, I didn't pick him, similar to what I was saying previously with Desi, is that I think that kind of based on those traits, there also is a real crash and burn factor that he could be an early one. I know all three of my winner's picks are basically that people. <laughs> That's why I've gone with Chrissy. But um yeah, I think I think he's definitely gonna be a real fan favourite in terms of just how he is. I mean his line there where he says, I'm gonna be the first to bring a turtleneck to Survivor. I mean, you know, he's already a fan favourite in the videos alone. So this guy will get a lot of airtime. Um but yeah, I, I think I've written here, if he can survive, he'll go far. That's basically my um description of uh Toby Maguire here. Uh Billy, what's your what's your take on Peter Parker? <laughs> Well, first of all, there's only one Cochrane. I'm sorry, I'm not sold on him. On yeah, him one, being one too many. Next... One too many. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's so small though. Cochrane at least had some meat on him. This guy Indeed? is like, well, compared to <laughs> the, compared to Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Ryan looks like a strong window come and we'll lose him. Like, <laughs> we'll we'll, just, we'll see a turtleneck like waving in the wind and oh my god, somebody go get. Him. He's like he's like a human kite waiting to happen. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, not only can his, his his size hurt him on 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 a on a tribe that uh, you know you basically got um, 
got. Oh, I don't want to get too too deep into. You got a lot of player people that are that know, or at least you got one person coming up that's it's going to be such a villain type, such a player uh, player that they they're going to know how to take something like being small and use that as an excuse for we got to get rid of them. So I, I just think he's not surrounded by the right people to the for his game to happen. Ryan, that is. So uh, yeah, I hate to break it to the you know because he he does. I do like seeing geeks and super fans go far, and he sounds like a super fan. But uh, yeah, 80% of survivors who you're surrounded by. And I just think being on a tribe with this person that's coming up that I'm going to love the, 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 the really hype up, um, yeah, I don't think it's going to work out for Ryan. Interesting, interesting. Colin. Just the idea of a shamrock shake on the island after six <laughs> days is so repulsive. I can't stand to look at his profile anymore. Uh, I got to be honest. I mean, I think at first glance, he seems like he'd be a fun character, but he also comes across like he's maybe playing a character a little bit. And wow. I think we got that with Cochrane as well. You know, Cochran was sm- and it's smart. I mean, Cochrane's smart enough to know that if you're a bit of a character, you know, you'll get more airtime. You're more likely to get cast on the show. Him being a lifelong fan, he's probably going to realize that. Some of the stuff, I think, is a little bit, you know, just caricature with him. Um, I agree with Billy. I mean, my 16-month-old Casper would probably knock this guy down in a challenge. <laughs> uh, he can beat me, But yeah, Casper or Ryan? Both. Both, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but... I can definitely see him making the merge because he's not going to be that much of a threat. And even Cochran, one of the main reasons they kept around is because he wasn't that much of a threat. I mean, you know, he flips and whatever. They're like, well, you know, who's Cochran? Nobody's aligning with him. He's probably going to be a little bit more social than Cochran is. Uh, He'll be able to make enough friends. I don't see him getting close to the finals. He's another one of those ones. He'll make the merge maybe just barely. But he has enough of a mind for the game that I think he at least stands a chance. Um you know, other than that, I mean, the bellhop thing's kind of confusing because is this just the job he has to put in? Because he mentions he's still going to law school or something like that. And like, I guess bellhop is one of the many jobs he has. And well, I mean, he's again, 23, like, so I guess he would have like a job while studying, right? Or Yeah, but I mean, he mentions I've had all these different jobs. And this is where the Hustlers tribe doesn't really make sense to me because you could say, you know, he is a student prepping for law school, you know, working all the time. You say bellhop, does that scream hustler to you more than, like, law student? Hey, if you want that tip, you better hustle your ass and get my bags up to my room. (laughs) So what what, what we're basically saying here is this should be uh, heroes, healers, and leftovers. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm just just glad to see Tobey Maguire back on our screens, and I hope this means that uh, he he will get recast as uh, Spider-Man. Hashtag the real Spider-Man. All right, let's uh, move forward now. A uh, final contestant of this uh, uh, previous day recap. We're not that far ahead. Uh, Simone, uh, I'm not going to try and pronounce your last name there, Simone, because you know I'm going to butcher it and Nguyen. I don't want to offend you. You want to have a crack there, Colin? <laughs> I was saying, is it Nguyen or something? Uh, look, that I'm not going to attempt it. Uh, yeah, that sounded good enough to me. Uh, she's 25. <laughs> Uh, she's originally from uh, Worcester, Massachusetts, but she lives in New York City. She's a diversity advocate, which is another one of these sort of unique uh, professions. Uh, she has hobbies of volunteering yoga and complaining. That's one of my favorite hobbies. Um, <laughs> pet peeves, she dislikes people with l- who lack self-awareness 
Uh, three words that she would use to describe herself is expressive, loyal, ambitious. She doesn't really have a personal claim to fame, but she's proud of the fact that she earned full rights to Columbia, Harvard, and Turf? Turf? Tufts? What is that third one? I've never heard of that one before. Clearly, I'm not smart enough to know what Columbia and Harvard are, clearly, so I don't know what Tufts are. I've been to Harvard. I actually can say I've been to Harvard. I visited it there on a tour. Um, what is her inspiration in life? Her mentor and friend, Susan Shin, a successful businesswoman and attorney in New York City. Uh, Survivor contested she's most like, she brings up Ty again, uh, <laughs> because I'm like Bamboo in the Wind, and Michaela from Millennials Gen X, because I enjoy judging everyone. It's interesting. Um, <laughs> she should become a podcast host. She'd fit in well with us here. Um, <laughs> she wanted to go on Survivor because she wanted a change for like a month. And oh, why, <laughs> why do you think you'll survive Survivor? She has had good luck and she's unafraid to make consequential, that's a big word, decisions that affect everyone's game. Look, I, I don't really have much to add on Simone. I mean, I don't... like bio and video kind of live hand in hand here. I, and this is no disrespect to Simone. I would say that out of all the people on this entire season, we've got the least from her. And I I don't know how to read that too much. Um, I, I kind of think that she might, that might fit into the game in terms of how she will play. I've written here that she'll be an early boot just based purely on what we've gotten. Um, but I mean, again, like, you know, someone, I guess, like Becky in, uh, in your season, Billy, I guess, uh, maybe might not have been Miss Personality, but I mean, she still obviously found herself in the right click and made it to the end. So yeah. Anyway, that's my opinion. Uh, hopefully I'll be wrong as always, because clearly I am, uh, Billy. <laughs> yeah, no, I think she's going to be the top villain of the season. Oh, um, wow. See, yeah. I'm so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's. And she's gonna be one of my flippers to to, to get with Joe once the uh, the tribes gets uh, get scrambled up. Either they're gonna clash or they're gonna get together. If they're smart, they get together so they can counter, uh, you know, do a counteroffensive against the uh, the uh, the Billy Five. I think you called them or something like that. Yeah, the Billy Five. That's that's our new alliance name. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, so yeah, she's 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 definitely a player, and I think her style of play is gonna be very villainous. She's going to be very cutthroat and very, very backstabby and very pull the rug out from under you. So, uh, yeah, I see her going far, but just my, I think the hero, the, the Billy Five is going to make it to the end. I see her as coming up as, you know, on the losing end. Like she'll, she'll burn too many bridges. She'll stab too many people in the back and then she's got to go. So, uh, I see her, I see her going, going to the jury, but, uh, she's, she and Joe, uh, yeah, what would I say? Joe, yeah, she and Joe Mali, uh, M- Mina, I think is how you pronounce it. He's a, he's a yeah, I, I don't Tony. even know how to pronounce it. He's Tony, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Joe, Joe, Tony, Mani- Mina, there you go. Tony, yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, when they get together, I mean, it's gonna be like the the sinister duo. I expect them to be like just like one of our one of our 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 best like villain combo that we've had in a while. Like, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, like who is a good villain combo, and uh, Russell yeah, I can't any think social game. Um, <laughs> don't don't really know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I, I I did not. I in no way did I perceive them as that. So I will be. I would like to see that actually. Now that you mentioned that, um, I think we should call Joe Joni. Is that what you said, Colin? Joni. Joni. There you go. You know that works. Um, Colin, your take on Simone. Well, I already said my theory for the season is that the Heroes tribe 
sweep the early part of the game and that healers and hustlers will team up at the end. I, I said that uh, Joe and Desi are my you know top two picks. Believe it or not, this is my third pick. Simone's my third pick to potentially win this. Uh, okay. And yet I do agree with everything that you know Billy said, that she's more likely to be a villain and burn people in the end. My initial impression of her back when I was expecting... Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, the, the, the guy, Patrick. Uh, when I was expecting Patrick to win before I actually watched his video, you know, I pictured her as the type who would get to the end and get like no votes. That probably is still the case, but I'll group her in as a winner because you never know who could be on that jury. Right. The most interesting thing I see about her is if you read her bio and even if you watch her video, she definitely comes across like the thing about, you know, um, uh, the uh, you know, people complaining and all that and uh, liking to judge people, even some funny comments like I wanted to change for like a month. She seems like she's going to have a lot of attitude. She is probably also because she has this comment about she dislikes people with self-awareness. That makes me think she probably is very self-aware and the type of players we've seen like her in the past, a little bit too in your face, a little bit too opinionated, they don't really have that self-awareness. So if that is true about her if she is very self-aware i think that she could make it far chances are she's not going to get any votes if she gets to the end but uh i i still think she's probably one of the top bets i also really want her to join forces and create a new position of like a wilderness diversity advocate i think we could you know, create like new professions here for like hustlers season two well, what about a wilderness diversity <laughs> advocate actuary um, that would work yes. well. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's like wow. the best one there. Um, I, I definitely did not get any of that read on her. Wow. We are definitely seeing that differently. Uh, I will say I do like her bikini. It's a very nice bikini. Um, yeah. Yeah. She, she <laughs> mentioned in her video that, uh, she's, she wants to use, take knowledge and use it against people, you know, turn their knowledge against them. Um, and, and she does come across as, as sort of she and, but with a better game plan. Like if you, you know, she she has an idea what she's doing while she's coming into the game, and putting her with Joe, I just feel like, you know, I I just thought of like just now, like when Poverty and and, and Sari got together, like mm. that was a potent duo. So I could totally see my my Billy Five getting upset by that potent duo. I like to see you guys yeah. right. I think that would be that would definitely make French team viewing. So once again, hashtag Ben is wrong, um, and uh, we will see that um, that, that <laughs> pan out. Now uh, that's the cast. That's all of them. Now um, we're we're just we've got fifteen minutes here till we reach the three hour mark. So what we're going to do here in fifteen minutes is we're going to go through our quick fire questions and answer listener questions in fifteen minutes. This is the quickest we will ever do all this. Right. But I like all it right. when it's quick fire. We're put on the spot. We're going to think of these quickly. So we'll start off with our own questions straight away because we would always do these in our uh, concluding parts of our preview episodes first one we start off with here of course is who will win i know we all kind of loosely gave a winner's pick throughout there so on the record 100 official billy garcia who is your pick to win survivor triple h hunter Hearst helmsley coming coming out of my billy five lines it'll be ashley the ashley. lifeguard oh i'd like that that'd be a good win colin yours was uh, I mean, between Joe, Desi, and Simone, I'm not really feeling great about any of the picks. I'll probably say Desi's the most likely of those. All right. Wow. Okay, first... Oh, mine's Chrissy, by the way, in case you forgot that. First boot, I said it would be <laughs> Katrina. Uh, Colin, who's your first boot? Um, Lauren. Lauren and Billy. Yeah, our, our, our resident PP doctor, Mike... How do you how do you say? I, I, I like the way you say Mike Wachowski. Mike 
Zuzkowski. You got to do the voice. You got to do the voice. Who will be this season's goat? So, yeah, who, who will be the goat and get to the end and basically get nothing? Billy? Hmm, I would say if my if my Billy Five Alliance goes to the end, I would say uh uh Katrina with her with her spark plugginess, like her firecrackerness. <laughs> Colin? Yeah, Katrina's a really uh interesting one because that I could see that too. Um even though it is one of my winners picks, I also said Simone is kind of my goat pick, so I'm gonna go with Simone. Um, okay. I didn't really think about this one. I can see that. I'm going to say JP, just because if the Billy Five is a thing, uh, he can get to the end and uh, <laughs> just talk about his dog at the end. So, you know. Um, so, I mean, this is a similar question. Who will be this season's no-vote getter? I mean, I guess if you want to kind of put your just answer that you had there in Simone and, and Katrina, uh, guys, or do you, yeah. Yeah, you agree yeah, with that? I'll, yeah, I'll stick with yeah, JP I'll, that. Yep. Yeah, I'll stick there. Yep. Uh, which contestant do you most likely think will return uh, this is an interesting one. I'm going to say I'm going to say Ryan. I think Ryan is kind of the Cochrane that might you know not do so well, but he'll be a bit of a character. That's just kind of my obvious choice. There are definitely a few here that I feel could definitely return, but I'm just going to go with Ryan. Billy, who who would you say? Yeah, I got like four people that would be returning players. I guess my top pick out of the four would be Simone. Simone and uh, Colin. Uh, hands down, Ben. Ben has you know all star. Game changer, heroes versus yeah. villains versus hustlers, all written all over them. I'm using that sound. Clip I can see that. Just uh, when you say that about me, um, and just uh, <laughs> interesting in, in copying these questions across. The last preview episode we did was Co Wrong, and uh, I don't specifically know who it was, but somebody did pick Debbie as a returning player, and uh, clearly they were right. Um, which tribe will lose the most members pre-merge switch, Billy? I think you kind of alluded to that one already, but uh, which of these three do you feel will uh, be the worst of the worst? Oh, the healers tribe. The Sako is going to get socked. <laughs> Colin? Uh, yeah, I think I picked everybody but Joe and Desi to go pre-merge, so healers. Yeah, I agree, sadly enough, because I love that tribe. Um, which former... <laughs> I always love this one, because this always brought out the best answers. Um, bonus points if anybody gets uh, Eve Rogess here, and she actually does get mentioned. <laughs> which former player will be mentioned first in this season? Colin, we'll start with you. Oh, um, Jay. Jay, all right. Uh, that's uh, as in recent <laughs> either Jay. Jay. Jay St- oh, either Jay. Okay. <laughs> it would be AJ. AJ. <laughs> yeah. or, or Figgy. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my to my narrative, and I'm gonna say Ozzy's gonna get mentioned because there's a couple of guys that are gonna get compared to Ozzy. Uh, on the season uh, as to w- why they should be voted out, and and so I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say that with a very big frown on my face, Ozzy. And uh, <laughs> you really do have a frown on my face. To make you not have a frown on your face, to go with my complete obscure references, which I know I'm not going to get right, I'm going to go with Billy Garcia because uh, <laughs> why not? Why I was going to have a follow up question of which season will we hear Billy Garcia's name dropped on, but Ben, you just made it this one. <laughs> Uh, who will get the? Who will have the Russell edit? Who will get the most confessionals? Let's go with Colin first. This one, probably Joe. Joe, uh, Billy. Yeah, just so that I'm not copying Collins because that was actually my pick. I'm gonna go with Simone, who's the other the big villain in this season. 
Um, I am going to go with Ryan. Let's see if he can make it far. I think he'll be a bit of a confessional fiend. You have oh. a lot of hope for that kid, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I like Toby Maguire. What can I say? <laughs> Can't help my like for Toby Maguire. Who will get the least confessionals, a.k.a. the Purple Kelly edit? I'm going to jump in here to oh. say that it will be perfectly Kelly Purple herself in Jessica. Um, Billy. <laughs> oh, poor thing. You know what? Since, since I'm picking him to go first, it's like a safe pick. I'm gonna just go safe and go our resident PP doctor because you'll only get one episode's worth of worth of confessionals. <laughs> Mike Mike Zukowski, or however you pronounce it, the, the Green Monster from Monsters Inc. Um, and he's also used. To, <laughs> yeah. Well, funnily enough, he's used to looking at one-eyed monsters, so hey, it's probably an appropriate thing. <laughs> ah, Colin, I like what you did there. Thank you. <laughs> We're working on my comedy routine. Um, well, Billy brings up an interesting point. That, I mean, technically, the least will be whoever goes first, unless you're Zane. But I'm going to go with who's going to make it far and get the least confessionals. I'm going to say Devin, because what are they honestly going to film him talking about? <laughs> um, he's uh, Yeah, I'm not even going to comment on that. I've got myself in enough trouble this episode. Uh, this is always another fun one, because we, we go over these answers in our um, Ozcap. Um, I always love this one. What colour will the merged tribe be? Again, props to people who go out on the limb and say clear or newspaper print. Um, <laughs> Billy... <laughs> That was great. I think it's going to be a camouflage of all three of all three colors. How's that? Okay. Oh, I'll take it. That that works. Camouflage all three colors. All right, Colin. Yeah. Um, I just went to randomcolor.com and I just keep hitting refresh until I recognize one. Um, I'm going to say peach, just in honor of peach tree, <laughs> Georgia. Well, this will be the only one that I'm serious on. I'm going with black. <laughs> oh, okay. Very Cook Island of you. I should get a point for that one, because that's generally what always happens anyway. Um, who will be the first to find an idol? Colin? Oh, oh that's that, a tough one. Uh, yeah. Um, probably Cole. Uh, probably the only thing that keeps him around. <laughs> Billy, I think Joe. I think Joe is uh, got his head in the game on a tribe where he's going to need to have his head in the game early. So uh, yeah, I think he's going to be the hardest game, the hardest gamer in the tribe. So I expect him to find it. Here's another one for you, Ryan. All right, we're going for the Toby <laughs> angle again. <laughs> what? Are you going to answer Ryan to everything? May as well. That's what color will the tribe merge be? Ryan. One of our listeners asked who looks best in a bikini, so Ben has to answer Ryan. When Ryan wins that would this be awesome. season unanimously, you're all going to look at me and go, wow, you were onto something there. Um, even though he's not my winner's pick. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, he's going to he's gonna sit next to his mic, and then he, you know, they're going <laughs> to split the vote. And it, oh, somebody, somebody, <laughs> yeah, so... so Somebody's gonna have to from the pre jury's gonna have to vote the the, the break the tie, <laughs> and that's and that's how you'll win. That's how Ryan will win. Who will receive the most votes against them all season? Now, we don't necessarily tally this one up, but I mean, generally, there's always a person who's always been targeted, but it kind of makes it a bit far. Billy, uh, who's this one? Uh, wow. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with my with my narrative and say Simone's gonna be the biggest villain. Okay. She'll have the most votes during the season. Colin. Um, I mean, it's probably gonna be whoever's the biggest physical threat so again i'm gonna go with cole if he sticks around long enough 
I'm not going to go with Ryan okay. this one. I'm going to go a bit of a weird pick here. Chrissy, I picked as a winner's pick, but I also think she'll get the most votes against her this season because, I mean, it's a fairly standard one. Really? If they make it to the end, they can possibly get it. People I... hate actuaries. That's the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> People do hate math, so, you know. Um, who will be... This is the uh, AKA Billy Garcia. Who will be Propes' favourite? Um, probably not. Uh, wow. <laughs> who will... That's a podcast <laughs> favourite. That's, of course, us. Uh, Billy, who do you think will be Propes' favourite this season? Probe's favorite. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the last names, and his favorites always have like a, a good last name. Oh, like there's Jonathan a question Penner. related to last names shortly, so we'll get to that. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm going to go with Cold Metters because Metters just sounds like a name he's going to say over and over. Metters, what do you think the tribe is going to need to do <laughs> moving forward? Like he's gonna... <laughs> yeah, I don't see him going, just a house uh, What do you think will be. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, uh, I'm thinking I'm going to answer Ben's pick finally. I'm going to say Ryan because so uh, it just <laughs> obvious that that would be Prop's type. Yeah, I'm going with Ryan. You know, I'm going there. Who will be his least favorite? Uh, I'm just going to go with Jessica because she's going to be the Purple Kelly of this season, <laughs> even though Purple Kelly is everyone's wow. favorite. Uh, Colin, who's who's this one here? Uh, his least favorite. Uh, probably Lauren. I mean, have we ever really seen Prop's get behind the uh, older Fisher woman? <laughs> Maybe this time will be uh, the I'm, first. <laughs> I'm going to go with Alan because I think he's going to play too politically correct at Tribal Council. Good he's going to say, well, our team our team is play, giving 110% and it's a t- total team effort. And Jeff Probst is going to be like, oh, my God. Like, you're totally jerking me off here. Like, can you just give me a real answer for once? Can just we a have, real answer? <laughs> can we have, like, a Tribal Council where it's like, Alan, what annoys you most about Chrissy? She snores, and then that's all that they get. Uh, will there be a quitter this season? If so, who will it be, uh, Billy? Ooh, that's a really tough one to predict. Mm. Um, yeah, like, uh, well, it, it, you say, will it, will there be a quitter this season? I'll answer no. There you go. Well, there you go. That, that's a valid, well, that's a valid answer. So, Colin? Um, I will say no, but if there was one, I would say it's probably going to be Allie, um, because, mm. you know, there's nobody there as famous as Glozerilla or whatever her name was. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is where I should be continuing my answer for everything and just say Ryan, but I'm not going to, because I think there won't be a Twitter. Um, uh, now, uh, who, what will be the showmance this season? I like your one there, Billy, that you were mentioning before, uh, in terms of, uh, possibly Simone and Joni. Um, but I, I'm, I'm gonna stick to, um, I'm gonna stick to Lauren and Devin. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's my pick. Billy. Oh, my- <laughs> oh my god. Um, you know, you said showmance, um, uh, since we got two swimmers on the same tribe and they're both women, we could have something similar to a bromance. What would yeah. you call it with a with a girl, like a chickmance? I don't even know what to call girl it. Mance. But, Fem- a girl mance. Femmance. There we go. We just you just coined a phrase, Colin. We're gonna go with it. Hashtag <laughs> femmance. Femmance. <laughs> I like it. So that's 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 uh, who's that? Ashley and uh, Katrina, of course. And, and Katrina, yeah, yep. the two swimmers. They're going to be swimming all day long together. And- I'd watch that. <laughs> no, I'd like gonna- that. I'd go swimming with yeah. those two. <laughs> of course, uh, Ashley would have to rescue me because I'm not the best swimmer. Uh, Colin, uh, <laughs> you have to give me a mouth-to-mouth. I I'll mean, take you- that. You can't top 
Devin and Lauren. <laughs> we must see it. The public demands it. Uh, will there be a medivac? And if so, who will it be? I'm just going to say no. I don't think there will be. Uh, this is, again, a very difficult one to predict. If you get this one, you win Survivor. Um, Billy, will there be a medivac? If it is, it's going to be either our ginger or our, or our turtleneck guy. Like it's gonna, <laughs> The ginger, just because he, he just gets roasted. <laughs> like I have to so many days, gets uh, which is which is Patrick, and then uh, Orion. I, like I keep saying, he's so skinny. Like I can't imagine him starving for more than two days. Like I, on day on day eight, if this tribe hasn't won food and they're not catching any food, like he's gonna he's gonna get medevaced. He's got to like he's what, what's he gonna what's he gonna live off of? Like you just wait until he gets bitten by that radioactive spider and then he'll kick some ass. Um, <laughs> Colin, do you think there'll be a medevac? Um, no, let's have a no medevac. No, I'm going to say yes. And again, I'm going to answer Ben's. Ryan, because he drinks the six-day-old shamrock shake. This been <laughs> um, <laughs> This one, I think I know Billy's answer. Which tribe, if any, will be dissolved, uh, Billy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sako's going to get socked. <laughs> um, yeah, they, uh, they, I agree with Colin that there's going to be two people coming out of that tribe that are left. Uh, a la, a la uh, Malcolm and uh, Denise. and uh, sh- Denise, thank you. Uh, she's gonna kick my ass for re- not remembering her name. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna be Joe and and, and uh, may- maybe uh, you know I know you like Desiree, but I'm thinking maybe you know we might get a little lucky and it might be like either Rourke or somebody that that's kind of random, oh. you know, <laughs> just random. Yeah. Yeah, that somebody that that joke and manipulate, but yeah, that tribe is going to be dissolved. They're 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 done. You agree with that one too, Colin? <laughs> uh, yeah, completely agree. I don't think healers have a prayer. Yeah, I'm on that one too. Yeah. The final one here, uh, which is similar to what you sort of touched on before, Billy, which I think you already answered. Uh, which contestant will be first re- will be first referred to by their surname by Probst? I'm guessing you're sticking with Cole for that one, Billy. Yeah, just because he has a. A probes, a probes like name, like he likes those matters. Like it just sounds good. Like when he, it makes probes look good saying it. It makes him feel like you know, look like he's 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 like almost like a drill sergeant. Matters, stand up, sit <laughs> <Stay> down, <laughs> salute. <laughs> matters, <laughs> about face. <laughs> I think we just need to have Billy on every episode yelling at us. I love this, um, <laughs> Colin. <laughs> Uh, it's such an interesting question because, I mean, that's pretty much the only answer other than, like, Bolton. But, I mean, I, I really want to hear him try to go, Hilsebeck, Huffbeck, <laughs> Dreebergen. Well, that's my answer. You, I'm you going know. with Ben. It's Dreeberger. <laughs> picking it up. <laughs> nice. And, again, we know that's not how you pronounce your last name, Ben. I apologize. You did say your last name in your bio, which sounded completely nothing like that. But, again, you know I am dumb and don't remember these things. Now, all right, so we've got those locked in. Well, well Ben. Yes. Ben, Ben, before yes. we jump, can I just have a wish list? I wish Jeff Probst would call Alan by his last name, Ball. Ball, yeah. <laughs> well, can I just uh, can I happen. just point another one here that he could follow that up by calling Lauren with her last name so we'd have Ball Rimmer. Um, oh! Just, just had to say it. We get, went down that that's path. Our, that, that's, our, that's, our <laughs> that's our showman. That's our showman's now. That's our showman's. Uh. <laughs> 
No one, no one from this cast is coming on this show ever. Um, now we've got some listed questions. Now we're going to go through these quickly uh, because obviously we're we're over the three hour mark and we're all tired little bunnies. At least Billy and Colin are because it's night time for them. For me, my day's only just started. But whatever, I'm just going to talk to them. Uh, Leah P, thank you, Leah, for your question uh, here. Leah first of all says, "Will the amazing Random Secrets podcast you did for Survivor Oz with Billy, Kathy, and Kobe return for a second installment?" I recently listened to it again last week and it was more fantastic the second time around. Billy, I know you've done like 38,000 oh. podcasts in your career. Do you even remember doing that one? <laughs> yeah, with Co- yeah, Cody was uh Kobe was outside and uh he had to leave us early cuz of something with his kid or I forget exactly, but uh um yeah, you he was about outside your on that episode. You de- definitely talked about your yeah. pubic hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was totally fun and Kathy, that was actually the last time I spoke with Kathy. Ah. So uh yeah, that was. I mean, Leah, that was a great. That was, seriously is one of my favourite episodes we ever did because it was really revealing. That was just for people who don't know what that was. We basically had Billy, Kathy, and Kobe, and they were asking the most, we answering the most obscure questions. It was literally like, you know, what did you do with your body hair, and like, how did like Kathy use sanitary? Like, it was actually all those legitimate questions that people kind of want to know but don't want to ask. And it was just, it was actually a real fascinating insight into kind of just the behind the scenes thing. So for sure, uh, Leah, we'd love to. Obviously, we're we're a little bit less survivor centric now as we've kind of expanded. But I mean, by all means, if that's something we can do again, we will definitely love to do. Uh, now, hey, Leah- you know what? I, it just occurred to me that it's clear Desi doesn't listen to our show because <laughs> she says in her profile. How come they never talk about tampons on the air? We'll just listen to our show. Exactly. We talk about tampons yeah. all the time. Who was it that was listening sure. to our I... dude podcast or something like that? Uh, was that um, was that Rock? Yeah, yeah. But uh, Colin, I've actually gone on this podcast and told everybody where the tampons are on the island. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're they're in the first aid area. There is tampons for the women on the island and, and maxi pads. What was that? Like, <laughs> If Desi loses, it's because she didn't do her research and listen to this show. <laughs> well, I think it was exactly. Kathy or somebody else who said that they used the tampons as toilet paper. Uh, they kind yes, of yes, that was Kathy. <laughs> yeah, Kathy. Kathy used the ta- tampons as toilet paper. We took the bag. My tribe took the bag where the tampons were supposed to go in and put it underneath our pom poms to sleep on, so that we didn't get bit by the bugs overnight. There you go, folks. Uh, only on the Oz a Network will we have three men talk about tampons, apparently, and, uh, you know, it makes sense. Oh, it's not the only show it's happened on, Ben, you remember. <laughs> we don't talk about those episodes. People have to listen to them. Download the Oz Network shows via iTunes. Uh, now, she also has a question here for you, Colin. Uh, I hope Survivor Canada is next on the cards with Australia and New Zealand having one oh. now. If we get Canada, we're all set for Australia versus New Zealand versus USA versus Canada season, lol. Then Ben, Colin, and Billy can make the ultimate alliance on said season oh. wow wow hey, which one of us is the goat is the question me. she was getting at there. <laughs> <laughs> me for sure um yeah i'm an advocate for survivor canada i mean I- i've said that on so many episodes that i think that is the one that the world is crying out for and that is the one that i i will get more excited for survivor canada than i will for australian survivor i'll just point that out there's nothing left. There's a Big Brother Canada, Amazing Race Canada, Bachelor Canada, Bachelorette Canada, Wipeout Canada. I mean, what else is there? Survivor and Survivor's the number one or number two show in the country still after this many years. Just get it done already, Global. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. But I'll tell you what is left. Uh we we, we have we gotten a Canadian version of uh of of 
wife swap and and uh, <laughs> and, and, and what's the what's the real housewives of Canada? Have we got oh, now? Yeah. There's a real wives of, of Toronto, isn't there? Or no? Is there, is there not a real? There's wives? A, no, there's a hockey wives show, which what? is very. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, the problem with, like, Canadian shows like that, though, is it's just, like, Wife Swap Canada wouldn't work because it would just be like, oh, sorry, I don't want to sleep with your husband. I'll sleep on the couch. Um, like, it wouldn't work. Although Jamie would be into that, Colin. Like, could you imagine that? Like, I'll do it! <laughs> uh, thank you, Leah, for that question. Craig Lowe uh, says, Billy, were you contacted for second chances? If not, you getting overlooked was an outrage. Must grace our screens on second chance too for a future season hashtag bring back billy oh thank you thank you uh no actually i wasn't contacted for for second chances and uh yeah like when when uh when uh the word was getting around like of all people russell hance was campaigning for me on on, on social media to be to be uh included in second chances so uh big kudos to russell hance um but no, I didn't. I didn't even. I didn't even get a a, a courtesy call like uh, we thought about you, Billy, or or uh, hey, why don't you hit the gym, Billy? None of that. Uh, Bullshit. Well, it wasn't even. Yeah, yeah. So did you get a hey, we were behind you being on the show, and then Russell recommended you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even get anything. I contacted them when Russell was campaigning for me on, on social media. I was like, I was like, uh, yeah, you know, I'd really like to come back on Survivor and. Uh, uh, you know, just consider me, and then I got a, I, I got an email back like maybe a week later that said, "Okay, thanks." <laughs> <laughs> Billy, pass Billy, on to wake swap. <laughs> Billy, I, I legitimately see you standing outside CVS Studios there in Hollywood with the backdrop you've got right now and your microphone and a megaphone going, <laughs> "Jeff, I know you're there. Put me back on the show." <laughs> and your fan entourage that can help you crash things. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, my! Well. well you know, one of my favorite things is this collage I have of all the fans wearing the Billy shirt. Yeah. Like, oh. I, I was, yeah, like, I, I was thinking of trying to find out where, like, Jeff Probst and Mark Burnett actually live so I could buy a billboard right across the street well, and just have that collage, <laughs> like, as the billboard. <laughs> you want to know, a funny story in terms of, like, trying to contact Jeff Probst. Like, I've had two interactions with the man. He replied once to a tweet and he answered my question on his AMA. But when he won the Oscar for, uh, what, what was that one we had, like, Lifetime Achievement or whatever it was, um, I basically uh, got like got his award and I posted it to CBS Studios in Hollywood. It was just like, you know, Jeff Probst, care of CBS, you know, the address. It got sent back to me. It got returned to send it <laughs> oh. back to me. Um, so I don't know if I got the address wrong or Jeff Probst should have looked and gone, fuck this, <laughs> and put a return stamp back. So if you can find out oh. like, a way to get in contact with him that way, Billy, by all means, uh, he's got an Oscar to pick up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know what? I was also thinking of crashing like the live finale and then just <laughs> handing him one of my t-shirts. Like, I haven't needed to give this to you for years. Like, here you go. You can you can feel free to wear it tonight. <laughs> Change up his wardrobe for the first time in seventeen years. <laughs> well, we got we got let into the game changes after party by his assistant because we got to the the oh, party oh. and basically they'd locked the doors on us and they wouldn't let anyone in. And I was with Jillian and she pulled that "Don't you know who I am?" card. They wouldn't let her in. But then this lady kind of walked oh. past, recognized Jillian, was like, "Well, why aren't you in there?" And she's like, "Oh, they won't let us in." She's like, "Oh, come with me. I'll sink you around the back." And then um, Jillian was like, "Oh, we've met before." And it's like, "Yeah, I'm Jeff's assistant." And 
and it was like, oh, okay, we just got led into the after party by Jeff Probst's assistant, and it, and it wasn't nice. It wasn't um um I've gone blank. It was an alley. You said it was alley, but that wasn't alley who led us in. Yeah, so. yeah. she wasn't the party, but uh, anyway, uh, Margaret Smith. Uh, thanks, Margaret, for your question. Uh, has two here, one for you and I, Colin, and one for Billy. Uh, Margaret says, Ben and Colin, I recently listened to your podcast on Charmed. Fantastic work. You did, young ah! men. All right, we have, this is our listener. You got this 66-year-old loving your take on one of my favourite shows. Please consider another episode in the future, preferably seasons one to four, as I can't stand later seasons. There you go, Colin. <laughs> You know what's crazy about that is that that we did like the uh, Billy. You listen to our show all the time. You already know this, but we put out like suggestion a random episode of a random TV show. We'll cover any random episode of any random TV show. My wife suggested Charmed. It got the lowest downloads of any of our ones, but it also got cast member from that episode following both Ben and I on Twitter. And nice. it was the origination of Tampon Talk on the Oz Network. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh nice. I, hey, a little trivia here. I was a huge fan of that show when it was when it was airing. Charmed. Oh, yeah. I was. I had a. I had a big crush on Alyssa Milano. Oh, who didn't? <laughs> who didn't? We have yeah, our exactly. Third man for the panel for there Charmed Oz coming soon. <laughs> Billy will literally do any episode of our show. We told you that, and uh, he will be on a Charmed episode. <laughs> so you thought it was good? Two men talking about an all female show. Wait till we get all three men talking about it. Uh, now Margaret has one here for you too, Billy. Um, how did you feel about game changes, and why wasn't fan favorite Billy on it? You're more of a game changer than a majority on the season. I actually would almost agree with that, um, Billy. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I made the pitch. Uh, uh, during last season as to why Billy was a game changer. I still believe it. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I've gone on record many times and, and that, that, uh, that, uh, what's his name? Uh, that was on big brother. Uh, uh, Caleb. That, uh, yeah, Caleb. I was like, what was his game changing move? Like that he, that Jeff Probst was like, can you get up? Can you continue? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like I, I agree that I, I belonged on that show more than a few people that were on there, but uh, yeah, it didn't happen. Um, what was the second part? That what was what was? Uh, what did you think of Game Changers uh, in general? How did how did you feel about it? Uh, you know, I, I love every season of Survivor. There, there's to me, there's there's never a season of Survivor that ever sucked. So I loved every season. Um, yeah, it was it was one of those uh, bittersweets where I, I enjoyed the season. I loved watching it, but damn, I wish I was on it. Good answer. Uh, now, Rachel Harper doesn't really have a question. She's just uh, putting in some requests here for some um, some recaps. And I will say to everybody listening, if you got some requests, as I said in an episode the other day, by all means, uh, we've reached out to a bunch of people. But uh, her request here, uh, she said, mandatory, T-Bird, Billy, uh, Purple Kelly, and Sandra. Most wanted are Denise, Debbie, Sari, Courtney, with or without Sandra, uh, F- Jessica, I'm guessing that's Figgy, um, or it could be Flick. Uh, it could be any Jessica, really. Uh, there's a bunch of Jessicas. Uh, let's, let's say Figgy. Yeah. Let's say it's, Figgy. It's not Kate. <laughs> talking about earlier. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, no, hang on. Uh, just just bear with me. Dumb bum Ben here. I've literally read here Jessica, then next contestant Lewis. I'm like, we've never had a Lewis. And I'm like, oh, wait, Jessica Lewis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, Amy uh, okay. and Troy Zant, and from Australian Survivor, <laughs> Kent, that would be an interesting one, uh, Matt and Nick, Des and Kat, Ben, Joan, Craig, and Annalise after our exit interview. Uh, reached out to a bunch of them. I can say that uh, there's a few on that list that have definitely said yes, uh, including one that I'm very excited about. I literally got a message halfway through this uh, recap, which they said they would want to do it. Um, so stay tuned. We'll obviously tease a little bit more throughout the season. And, of course, we're going to get Billy back on for a recap. Don't be stupid. Um, Sarah Pewterschmidt, love her name. Now, this one here is for Billy. This is a fun little one. We had a similar sort of game here on our uh, recent Australian Survivor recap with Craig. Uh, Sasha's provided me here with names of people, and I will read out the name, and you've got to tell me whether you would kiss, slap, hug, or run away from them. So that's the only answer you're allowed to give me. So kiss, slap, hug, or run away. Hug, or run away. Okay. All right. Let's start off with First Sandra. Name, ben Sa- Waterworth. <laughs> hey, I'm on this list. <laughs> Don't spoil the party. Uh, Sandra. Sandra, I'd hug. Aussie. Slap. <laughs> Corinne. Uh, I'd hug. I'd or- hug. Aubrey. I would kiss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd join you. Uh, Francesca. Ah, uh, she needs a hug bad. <laughs> uh, um, Rupert. Well, I'm sorry, who? Rupert. Your Rupert dad. Bonham. <laughs> Your dad. Uh, yeah, yeah, my dad. I was like, what? Uh, you know what? Uh, I would, I would, I would hug him and then slap him on the ass. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> hug and slap. I, I'd totally kiss him. I just want to point that out there. Um, <laughs> so, who the hell kissed me? Uh, Sari. Sari? Uh, she, she's such a good buddy. I got to hug her too. Wow, um, so many hugs. Candace and John. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Run away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Debbie. Wow, Debbie Eaton. Um, uh, I'm going to probably assume or, or, they mean Debbie Deb- Wanner from the most recent, but we'll go with Debbie Eaton. That's probably more of an iconic player. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go with that, Debbie. In that case, in that case, uh, you know what? I, I feel like I'm feeling fresh right now. I'm a kisser. <laughs> well, it could also she'll, be it could be Debbie B from Token Chains for all we know. <laughs> true too, true too. But uh, let's go with the, the the most iconic, like you said. And I'm gonna get frisky and kiss her and and then dodge her left hook. <laughs> and then her next profession will come up on screen saying um, job making out with Billy Garcia. Um, uh, yeah. This is a random one, Mia. Mia never gets brought up enough. I feel in the world of Survivor. You even remember Mia Vanuatu, Mia? Yeah, um, that is like a, a, a weird one, but uh, sure. You know what? I'm gonna just hug her because I've like never met her. So <laughs> I'll be like, "Hey, I'm Billy. I'm hugging you." B- bonus points if you can say should... her last name in one go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, T Bird. T Bird. She's a cool person. Uh, yeah, I gotta hug her because I can't handshake. <laughs> you know, that's not a, that's not an option. <laughs> oh, well, it's the fifth option apparently. Uh, Tyson. Uh, you know what? I'm going to slap him, but I'm going to slap him in the nuts. How's that? <laughs> uh, and our final two here, Ben and Colin. And I did not add the names to the list. This was on oh. Sasha's initial list. Don't worry. I'm not that, you know, up myself. You know what? Uh, I'm going to hug you guys both. 
Um, but we're gonna bro, we're gonna bro hug, which is which we is have a bro hug. It's a real. Dealer. You and I have bro. Final hug. Yes. three. Yeah. Final three. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, thank you for that question, Sasha. Uh, Ruth Marie uh, has here. We've already answered this one. What tribe would you three be, boys be on? We've answered that one. Uh, Jeff hyping up the season as he does in interviews. Mentioned this season will have one of the best finishes ever due to the new jury format, and that it might be predicted that this format changed how the jury voted. This format is here to stay, apparently. I read as the producers love it so much. But if it does, we will never see another Corinne or Sue-like speech again. On that note, how do you feel about this format, Billy? Sorry, Colin, Ruth doesn't give a shit about your opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, how do I feel about it? I feel like uh, the format is to allow... People that will ask good questions, more of an opportunity to ask good questions. Because uh, for every Sue Hawk speech, which is only one, or, or, or like you mentioned, Corinne, okay, too. Like, there's been a lot of questions like, what will you do with the money? Like, those kinds of crappy questions. Yeah. And so I think, I think they're trying to get rid of that. Um, having said that, if you give me an open forum and I'm on a jury, man, I'm going to be a total asshole. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and I'm going to be like, and I'm going to be like, uh, saying things like, like a like a an asphinctor says what, an asphinctor says what. <laughs> <laughs> this is why when I always say who I'm most like in the world of Survivor, Billy's always up there because. Uh... <laughs> yeah, so I would be I would make for a good open forum, but uh, so what? Uh, you know, let, let's go with it for a while and see 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 if we get some fireworks from it. I loved it. I it's thought it was a great way to end it. I thought it was a very, uh, you know, a unique way. And I'm glad they kind of did that. And, yeah, the interesting one there that Ruth Marie brings up in one of those videos, yeah, Propes definitely mentioned about how uh, it was close right up to the end and that kind of it even goes into the final tribal council. So, again, kind of going back to our initial comment at the beginning of this about how Propes will hype up the seasons that are generally shit. Um, he ha- he's generally pretty... <laughs> spot on when it comes to things. Because I remember, um, I think he teased on Game Changers that there would be like a tribal that will have everyone, you know, the Seri tribal and, you know, things like that. So he's generally pretty spot on with those. So that, I guess that kind of gets it a bit excited for this one. Our final one here, we've got to leave the best to last, of course. It's from our bestie, Granny Survivor. And, of course, as always, let's uh, read this word for word because she's old and she takes the time to write this. So I feel like we need to uh, help her out there. Uh, she says, My favourite second boot of all time, dears. Nobody's more remembered than the outstanding Billy. I think I'm drawing a blank, dears, with any second boots or those who played only once who are more remembered. I'll be hoping to see you on my screens in the next All-Star season. Same with T-Bird. I'm so over the recency bias, dears. Survivor does. Must be why I like second chance over game changes from a casting point of view, which Billy should have been in the mix for. I listened to your podcast with Russell Hance. Your stories were amazing, dear, especially your bus ride. Was that your bus (laughs) ride with the chickens between Cincinnati and... Yeah, yeah, yep. I told that story. Yeah, love that story. I love it as as well as as well as the guy that was sitting next to me, the Chinese guy the that love, didn't speak a word of English. Yeah, but had the love problem. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I need to ask you about that because I I haven't I don't think I've spoken to you since we uh, I said goodbye to you in Cincinnati. How was your bus trip back to New York? Did you have any similar stories that time around? Uh, you know what? Uh, I was able to catch an earlier bus than I was supposed to be on. So uh, and this bus went express. So I was uh, on social media, and and uh, and by the time I looked up, I was I was already almost home. So I was like, uh, "Yeah, this is 
you know, maybe I should take this one more often. You, like, you got <laughs> the exact opposite of me. I basically got delayed 24 hours. I was meant to catch a bus to oh, Pittsburgh. Oh, oh, oh. I ended up in fucking Cleveland, and I didn't end up in Pittsburgh till like 5 a.m. I had enough time to do a podcast with Colin about us killing Roger Moore. Uh, I mean, it was, it, was, it was a terrible day. I should have, like, gone with you to New York. Um, he, um, well, actually, I literally just, I didn't even realize this was the next question, but you just answered it. Uh, she adds, anything in particular that was interesting on your bus journey to reality for diabetes or hearts of reality this year? Anything else? I mean, hearts of reality, anything else happened on that side? Uh, I actually didn't go to hearts of reality oh, this year. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I, uh, didn't, didn't get the invite, but, uh, <laughs> oh. Listen, listen, yeah, this, is, yeah. this is a note out there to, to the Robs and the Mikes out there. Like, what is wrong with you not inviting Billy? Billy is the man you invite. Like, there's always that one person you have a party, and they're always on your list no matter what. Like, Billy is that man, all right? So, like, Mike, Rob, get it together, guys. Invite Billy. <laughs> hashtag bring back Billy. Not just a survivor, but hashtag bring back Billy to events. Because Billy is the event, all right? You know? Anyway, rant thanks, over. Thanks, thanks. You're welcome. But, uh, have- uh, yeah... Keep going, please interrupt me. You're more important than I am. I no, 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 <laughs> no. I was just gonna say, uh, uh, yeah, like the I have so many bus trip stories that I don't even need a recent one. Like I have, I have, I have like years and years worth of bus stories so. coming soon to the Oz Network. Billy Garcia in Bus Diaries. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you kept in touch with Candace and John of late? Uh, as any chance we have. Of getting Candace and Billy together on a podcast. That one is history in the making. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I haven't spoken to the two of them in a long time. I've heard through the grapevine that they had kids or something like that. So I've, I've kind of given them, uh, not kind of, I've given them their space. And plus, I've kind of also feel like I've, I've put Candace through enough of the, the ribbings. <laughs> Like you know that that she's she's earned her stripes, she's earned her bones. Like she, I'll just go ahead and 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 take all the ribbing, and she's done for the rest of her life. You can she can go uh she can go enjoy. Plus you know uh, I've never once got ten percent of her earnings from coming back after I made her famous. So you know maybe the free publicity isn't something I should be giving out anyways. I, I will say, Granny, that uh, I actually uh, thoroughly enjoyed the episodes we did have with John and Candace. I mean, this is coming from me, who's never been a backwards and coming forwards of my uh, you know non fandom of Candace. But uh, the interviews that I did with both of them were great, and we did have them on for a recap, uh, if I'm not mistaken, in one of the seasons, and they gave a great recap. So um, by all means, I would love to get them both back on the show. Now she just has a couple of closing comments here. She first of all says, now for my dear Ben, with our wonderful American season starting, I have my fingers crossed for Saree, Sandra, Courtney and Debbie will be on, especially pairing them up with Australian survivors. Oh, the dream. Oh, and you have to put the lovely Jessica Lewis. She's, wow, getting a lot of love here. Uh, I actually... But I will say, I actually did message Jessica, I will say, before even reading these. So um, I haven't heard back from her quite just yet, but hopefully. Um, she's fantastic on social media. She is one of the stars of Survivor social media, can I just point out. Um, blah, blah, blah. Especially since she watches Australian Survivor, so I can't wait to put the questions her way. And she has a comment here for you, Colin, although she needs to learn how to spell your name. I'll give some love to <laughs> Colleen, spelt with two L's. Um, and not have him forgotten, dears. Let's just say his input is always appreciated, and we'll love to him hear him more on the recaps with Ben. Ah, oh, listen, that was like Dirty Dancing coming next week. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't listen to Dirty Dancing because that means you have to watch it, and I would not put that on anyone. (laughs) There you go. That was like the. 
the the best fan letter like ever. Oh, I loved it. This is every week, Billy. Granny Granny Survivor is the Billy Garcia of our questions. She's always there, and we love her. Friends. Oh, wait, is best. Granny Survivor Billy Garcia? Billy, <laughs> Billy. <laughs> That's not me, but but uh, yeah, like I, I totally love her style, and she's she's really sweet, and and uh, yeah, I guess I guess I gotta go digging through my bus stories for her so I can come back and tell her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, that's about it now, guys. Thanks to everyone who sent the questions in. First of all, Billy, can I just say, always a pleasure, mate. You're always welcome back on this show, no matter what, Mike, Rob. Hello. Um, but, uh, yeah, always a pleasure. We will get you on for another recap throughout this season, and uh, we have had a lot of fun having you here for our uh, very <laughs> first returning player guest on an American preview season, so thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Hey, can I be on the one with Figgy? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I'm just going to sit back and watch you two get it on. I think that's um. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'll bring the chicken. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll bring the popcorn. Uh, Colin, speaking of bringing the chicken, um, I don't really ever thank you. I don't know what that meant. Um, but you know, I, again, I don't usually thank you. So, Colin. <laughs> well, you're welcome. And uh, real house husbands of Winnipeg, Manitoba, coming soon. <laughs> For all our Survivor fans of the Oz Network, stay tuned. We will have weekly recaps with former contestants, so stay tuned for that. Obviously, we've still got a few more weeks of Australian Survivor to go as well, so uh, by all means, stay tuned to our exit interviews and recappers there. Uh, We are hoping to post who our Australian Survivor recapper will be at some point this weekend. We're waiting to hear back from from Flick, uh, so hopefully we'll get that soon. And also, in terms of our first recapper for our US one coming up this week too, uh, we'll lock that in and we'll let you guys know so you can get the questions in, of course. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to us, of course, on iTunes. We're there. If you don't use iTunes, Stitcher and Spotify are freely available, of course. And we appreciate all your support that you can give us. In the meantime, thanks for tuning in. We're looking forward to a very fun season of Survivor, Season 35, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, coming to your screens, of course, from this (laughs) Wednesday, US time. And for Australian viewers, it will be aired on go on the Thursday night, I believe, at 7.30 p.m. My name is Ben. Thank you for tuning in. We'll speak to you next time on the Oz Network. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.